Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 61, which is Get Out Your Handkerchiefs, or if you go by the original French title, Préparez vos mouchoirs, from 1978, directed by Bertrand Blier, and starring Gérard Depardieu, Patrick Douard, and Carole Loire. And uh, I gotta say, this is actually one of my favorite films. I love this film. I think it's wonderful. It is got a subject matter, several subject matters that are highly offensive. And uh, we talk about that quite a bit. Uh, I should also note that this film won the Oscar for Best Foreign Film in 1978. Uh, and uh, you should be interesting to, to talk about that as well. Uh, I absolutely love this film. It's a comedy, uh, like I said, uh, and there are some offensive things in it. It is not your typical French comedy of that time. Uh, and uh, But yet yeah, it is really, really good. Uh, it is available as a rental. Uh, fairly affordable rental, so you can see it on Amazon or whatever you want to get your rentals these days, uh, but it's really, really good. Uh, I do want to also note, uh, of course, that we've been doing everything on Twitch these days, so this is uh, was part of our Twitch uh, stream, uh, and it came out, we recorded this uh, probably the end of January, just so you guys get some perspective in terms of timing, in terms of when this was recorded. Uh, it's also uh, going to guys let you know, for those of you who do follow us on Twitch and you want to be able to uh, check out what's going on, we're available at twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant. And our schedule for this week, uh, we do our, our Twitch streams usually on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, this week uh, at on March 6th, uh, we will be doing a watch party. Uh, when we don't do podcasts, we do watch parties, and we will be doing Dragon Slayer. So if you guys want to are interested in a watch party, all you need for the watch party is an Amazon Prime account. And what how it works is basically you get on, you join us on Twitch, you hang out with us, and you're in the chat, and you can chat it up. And then what we do is we start a watch party, and uh, it launches an Amazon Prime window. And then you can hear the movie and listen to us talking at the same time and contribute to the conversation. Watch parties, honestly speaking, have been a lot of fun. They're really great. We don't release them as episodes, so they're only available on Twitch, and you can't sort of go back and, and do them. So they're really just sort of for us to enjoy at the moment. Again, so the watch party this week will be Dragon Slayer, March 6th at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time in the United States. All right, that being said, please enjoy... This episode number 61, Get Out Your Handkerchiefs, or Préparez vos mouchoirs. I was telling Eric today that I paid, uh, I went to the store and paid $9 for pink feathers. Oh, well, there you go. It's, it's, and it's like, it's like a disease now. <laughs> not, maybe not, I suppose that's a reasonable price. It doesn't sound like that. Like you have to have, have manufactured pink feathers. You can't go in. No, very well, they they are normally white feathers that have been dyed pink. <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're unless you're killing uh, flamingos. flamingos. Yeah. <laughs> Flamingo feathers. Yeah. That would be you no. Know, you know that would be naturally pink feathers. That'd be a naturally pink feather. That'd you know the flamingos are actually white and they turn pink uh, based on their diet. Yeah, it's the shrimp. It's the the, the, the brine or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's, the, it's the sea monkeys they eat basically. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> monkey man hello uh, we see you in the chat hello monk monkey man uh cool yeah, so if, you, if you drank as many sea monkeys as uh as either flamingos did or i did when i was four then you'd have did you did you, did you did you eat sea monkeys i do sure i was four 
<laughs> I, I understood that they were shrimp. Were, so, were they shrimp or they triops? Triops are different than sea monkeys, right? They, they're in the same. They're like krill. I'm not sure. They're in the same family as krill, whatever krill are. So they're. Oh, they're did we lose a, Dan? It's a whale snack. Can you hear me now, Eric? Are you still there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we lost Dan. How about now? Can you no. Hear me oh, we lost his sound. No, we lost his sound. Sound is back. Sound no, is not. he's back. But now I have to. All right. Oh, you're back. Yeah, I think my my cable to this uh, mic is bad. Okay. Good. Yes. Yes. Okay, we're back. Yeah, the pink curl grill. Absolutely. No, that's yeah. that's the truth. But yeah, right. so that's my that's the reason for my lively coloring today is uh, is all the sea monkeys. Okay. Martini giant facts. Martini giant facts. Yeah, I'm making. I'm actually interesting. I bought a, a pink feathers uh, in order to tie a special fly that is uh, supposed to look like uh, sand fleas. <laughs> oh, of course, which is basically a shrimp. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they make they make these little these little little hooks, and then I got to make the, uh, the 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 it's it's actually quite complicated, but it's all made from feathers, uh, and the top of it is a mallard feather or a wood duck feather. And it, 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 when I, when, if I perfect it, it's going to look quite, quite nice, but I, it can involve a lot of practice. So I'm going to have to go through a lot of practice to get it done right. We'll so see. What, uh, what, what did you say you catch with uh, sand fleas? Uh, well, mostly that's going to be for the summer, but that's going to be Corbina, usually catch sand fleas. Okay. But, the, but we've had a lot of rain recently in Los a Angeles, ton, as you guys, as you yeah. guys know. Uh, and that is usually going to cause, uh, and right now it's sunny and calm. Uh, so my hope mm. is that all that rain is going to create, will have created a lot of disruption on the beach, right. which translates into structure meaning that there's divots and holes and gullies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that's where fish are going to congregate. So my hope is uh, that I tomorrow I maybe have a chance. And uh, my my mentor, Al, has said, for the first hour, try a larger fly, and you may get a chance at a striped bass if you're lucky. And I was like, that sounds like a lot of fun. So that's what that I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because like uh, now, because I mean, things like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure time of day and all that affect the uh, the kinds of fish you can catch. The, you know, like uh, the season, et cetera, et cetera. But I never really thought about the shape of the sand that has not been on that list. Yeah, the shape of the sand is critical to like to where they congregate. Right. So if if there's a gully or a divot or a hole, the bait tends to fall into that. <laughs> And that's where uh, the right. fish will go. <laughs> right, makes sense. It's like a little, yeah. It's like a little serving dish. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, it looked like Jason got the poster. Yes, yeah. I believe everyone has their posters. Everyone Yay! Has their posters. So success. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Success indeed. And uh, and soon, hopefully, if I'm not jumping the gun, there will be uh, more kinds of Martini Giant merch. And I yes. want to look. I don't look, Chris. Can I just quickly say something? Yes. Dan and I, uh, he got some CAD files this week, I think on Tuesday, Dan, if I sneak in, but we're designing a Martini Giant weight bench, complete weight set for the weight room and everything. It's so, right. Yeah. I mean, like uh, the initial it's, it's uh, price, a little bit brand. Higher. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, it puts the giant in Martini Giant is what it's yeah, doing. You got to attack it from both angles. You know, you have it. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Uh-huh. That's true. And uh, Martini Giant weight bench is pretty cool. Uh, 
We are experimenting with some Martini Giant Nerf guns, as you can see behind me. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to get those in there as well, um, uh, as well as uh, uh, salt shakers. Uh, if you get a salt <laughs> shaker and a pepper shaker, one says Martini, the other one says Giant. And giant. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah no, that's a, and we'll work our way up, obviously, to the more difficult March like T-shirts, or we might get there first. Who knows? Yeah, but we are we are actually think, we are thinking about making a a, a merch store. Uh, so we're we're working on that and uh, doing things of that nature. Actually, since you guys, you know, I know it's only basically uh, Jason and McMonkey Man who are joining us right now, but that's cool. What do you, what do you guys think? Would you buy some uh, Martini Giant merch if we put up a little store? <laughs> or specifically, well, like what kind of merch would you most mm. want? I think that that's actually a good question. Yeah. yeah. Like what is the what is the uh, what is the zone you'd like us to to be in? Because I know mm. I know because the the place we're going through. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's see. Will that make me swole, cut, ripped, or jacked? I believe yeah, jacked. Yeah, jacked. Yeah. <laughs> In whatever, however you want to take that, that's the way it's gonna it's, it's gonna treat you. Yeah, uh, definitely jacked. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, I I uh, I can't remember the name of the company that we're going through, but they have many different kinds of offerings, right? Right. right. Yeah. You yeah. Get, like blankets, and mugs, and. Face, face masks, masks and I and believe a Danthron face and beard blanket would be a hot seller. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it would well, frighten yeah. burglars away. That would, what if you took What if you took a blanket and you just put two rubber bands on the side and say it is a Martini Giant face mask? Actually, <laughs> I think we, they don't. They sell they sell face masks. We should actually we should design uh, some face masks. I think giant face masks. Do you have them in quadruple XL? <laughs> do you have any? Do you guys have any fancy face masks that you wear? Do you have any uh, specialty face masks? Do I? Yeah. Uh, I do actually. Um, my, uh, my old, uh, uh, an old professor of mine from, from, from Rice, he, uh, got into the PPE business and was experimenting with certain things. And there was a, uh, high-end garment factory in China that converted all of their, um, stuff to make, uh, masks. And so it has these masks made out of these incredibly fine cotton materials that are used for like, you know, $200 Italian shirts. <laughs> oh my. Yikes. So it's like this beautiful, like nice material, but then it's a face mask. <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. Man, yes. man. So I got a little lucky on that side. Yeah. How does it feel? Is it good? Oh, it feels great, but uh, don't put it in hot on the, <laughs> in the, yeah, in the washing machine. Cause it'll shrinkify real fast. That's <laughs> true. That's oh. very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, uh, my daughter got me a, um, a Chewbacca, uh, mouth mask. Oh, nice! Christmas, which I thought was quite nice of her. Yeah, uh, Lily. Lily has some sure. anime ones, as you can imagine, of course. Yep. Yeah. I've. Uh, uh, I feel bad. I've not uh, caught up on um, uh, Promise Never Yet Land yet. I was going to for this show, but I, but I failed to do so. We'll that's all right. Get there. It's, right. it's a uh, four episodes, I think, is uh, so far, or maybe three. That's I right. They're releasing it weekly. More shows are actually starting to do that. I wonder why. Instead of like well, it's because that's it, it, uh, from for 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 Promise Neverland is it, it's broadcast in Japan. Oh, they're still following that format. So they and, and it comes out like a day or two after it comes out in Japan. So right. it's actually following the actual broadcast, which is kind of cool, actually. Right, right. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I need. Uh, I'm. I mean, very much to catch up on that. I really uh, that 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 was one of my favorite animes in a while. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been binging really? it all in one day. That was really pretty fun. It turns it. It's. I'll. I'll I'm only going to say, not really a spoiler. It. It feels right now a lot like Lost. Right. Right. 
it's it's one of those there's a mysterious thing and then what does it all mean (laughs) (laughs) where is it going what's happening where is it going from here uh the uh but i will say that the 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 intro title sequence is uh the music does not match the imagery Does it go with the the um, the the uh, the da 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 sound yeah. stuff with some? And then you see uh, uh, children uh, uh, on plates, <laughs> just nice. literally served like you would have like a meal. Yeah, like, you know, uh, might as well be might as well be like the the stuffed pig with the apple in the mouth, but it's children. Instead. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. That's awesome. <laughs> there goes the pitch for my show. But I mean, I'm glad that they got someone got to it first. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, yes. That, that, that's well, Jason awesome. says he's. Uh, Jason is, of course, our a uh, really great support. He said he'll do whatever he can to support us, which is also nice. I mean, I put it up there, uh, obviously, in our intro. I said, you know, what do you guys think? Should we do a Patreon? Should we do this? Should we do that? Uh, and so I think you know, we'll we'll just put up a bunch of options, and if people want to have fun uh, with uh, Martini Giant merch and gear and things of that nature, then. Great. I, think that's it. Well, I think we need to we need to partner with some sort of uh, star and have them wear our gear during some kind of presentation. Oh right, like like the uh, like the, uh, the the pirate shirt on Seinfeld. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was going with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you buried the lead. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. that would be the, uh, so we're, we're looking for that if anyone knows is uh, good friends with any famous youtubers that's, uh, that's right. yeah that's right i'm getting ninja to wear a, to be wear a ninja wear. exactly mm-hmm. it, can, it can be done it can be done mm-hmm. but other than that how are you boys what's uh what's been happening uh it's been it's been a crazy week for me i've been yeah, uh, very, very busy um mm-hmm. and i've been doing a lot of things um but uh yeah yesterday was uh was a was a was a cool day. Uh, every Friday now, uh, early in the morning, I get together with these fly fishing guys, uh, and we have a little Zoom like at seven o'clock in the morning with coffee. That's cool. And uh, the I'm the by far the youngest person on the group, uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and good, they're telling good, these good. old stories of like, well, back you know, 1964, I was fishing for snook down in Costa Rica. Of course, back then, and it's like uh, and. It's just great to hear. I mean, I'm, I'm not exaggerating about those kind of stories. And then Karen said, you know, I really like it when you just leave, don't wear headphones. And I can just hear these old guys just telling these stories about oh, sure. things. Yeah. And it's like, it's just the way they're, the, the tone of which they tell them or whatever it is. And like, there's this old guy and he's, he's got to be 80. His name is Danny. He's a Japanese guy who didn't like grew up in Hawaii. Right. And now lives in LA and he's, he's probably 80. But he was like, I got. It's like, Danny, you got a story. It's like, yeah. Well, I was at the park. I think he was at one of these parks in LA that's got a pond, like Echo Park or something like that, right? Right. And um, he was telling a story about there's there's people fishing in there, and there's some, you know, there's bass. I caught a bass in there, and he said, uh, but then there was all these people that were feeding the ducks, and they're throwing bread in the ducks. And I took this kind of fly that kind of looked, or if it was a fly or something. It's like could have been mistaken for a piece of bread because it was white. And he hooked into a he hooked into a carp. Oh no! Oh no! Twenty five pound carp. Yeah, wow. there you go. Yikes! This is the biggest carp. It's huge. And carp, I don't know if you know this, but carp actually are really big fighters. Like like hard. To, it took him like twenty minutes Where to reel it in. This? Huh? In a, pond, a lake? 
It was like in a lake or a, or a pond in one of the parks in, in LA, <laughs> like literally that's like insane. Echo Park or something like that. <laughs> that is literally, that's, that's completely insane. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild to me. People have caught carp in Lake Balboa. And so actually that is a common thing now in Los Angeles and it's became popular, especially during uh, quarantine. Uh, it's uh, fly fishing the LA river because uh, there are some big carp in LA river and it's actually <laughs> very challenging to catch carp. <laughs> they don't give you a hard time over it? No. Nah. Nah. I, I would I, be very afraid to catch a body. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You're not, you're, you're, when you're catching carp in the LA River, you're actually sight casting to them. So you actually see them. Right. And you're, right. you're trying to actually get it. And there's a, there's a great uh, story, a video I saw. And it's like this, this woman, she's a very famous fly fisherman. She was actually on the call on Friday. And she caught like a record carp in the LA river. And there's these pictures of her. This is huge fish. I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. And the picture is like her and this fish and looks like, you know, normally you'd have like a beautiful tropical background, but behind her was like, you know, a rusted out shopping cart, some like other, like, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. but she had, it was like, yeah, this is like really exciting. You know? So I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is pretty awesome. I have to, I definitely have to admit, but I'm just like, I mean, I've been down to film on the LA river for, you know, for many projects. Right. And when you get up, it's like nasty to look at it from a distance. When you get up close, it is yeah. It's, uh, it's just as advertised. <laughs> yep. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really something. You know what's even weirder? Have you, you guys still drink it? But it's still, you know. <laughs> yeah. As long as you have one of those uh, those filters that they, uh, yep. uh, yeah, then 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 you're good. The life saving filters. Then, then I think you're probably fine. Uh, there was there was a time when uh, it was in in Houston, and we were I was in a house that was right up against the the freeway, and it was they were shutting down the freeway to knock down a bridge or something, you know, one of those situations, right? But it was a major freeway. I think it was like six lanes on the, so it was like 12 lanes of freeway, right? It was a really big freeway and it was right next to my house. And so we all suddenly like, you couldn't hear the traffic of the freeway forever. And I was like, oh, so weird. So we were architecture students and we decided to, to hop over, found a hole in the fence and like walked in the middle of this empty freeway. There was nothing else going on. Right. So if you're walking in the middle of the, you know, like imagine walking in the middle of the 405 and there's no one around, it's just kind of trippy. But on standing on a freeway, you just realize how gross it was. Like there was, <laughs> there, were, there were rats and roaches everywhere, just yeah. everywhere, just, just scurrying about like just, and this trash and it smelled weird. And then the, 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 the freeway, the, 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 the asphalt, isn't as smooth as normal streets. It's actually got way more grit and hardness to it because it's got to maintain a lot more traffic, as you know. Right. So right. it just was just harder and it just everything just felt totally strange. And we're like, this is so weird. It's not, not as serene as you would think it would be, but it was just dirty, dirty, yeah. dirty. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And then the cops came and told us to what the hell are you guys doing in the middle of the freeway? Uh, yeah, <laughs> hey, look at that. It's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yep. no, like many things in LA, it's uh it's twice as uh it's twice as intense as you believe it's going to be. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Yep. Um, I want to give a shout out to McMonkey Man for saying old guy stories are the best. That's a Dan's old mom. Counted as a, <laughs> that's a Dan's mom counted as an old guy for this purpose. <laughs> this is very true. Yep. Very true. Yes. My mom was a, uh, was, uh, she had some tales that would, uh, that would, uh, 
that would turn your hair white. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is very, very true. Shout outs to moms everywhere. Uh, well, cool. So you guys, uh, hopefully the people who are on the podcast have seen this movie. Uh, you guys, I know, I hope I know Eric and Dan, you did, guys didn't scrugs it. Did you? No, no, you guys I, no, I did not. No, I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully another one in the chat has scrugs it. Uh, but, uh, cause it's, uh, it's a thing. So I absolutely love this movie. It is one of my favorites. Um, it's a wild movie. It's a, for the people who haven't seen it, like uh, it's a. Uh, it is. I feel like there's some sort of warning that we should give people. <laughs> well, just because of you mean pedophilia? <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I think that's probably we should put that slightly cap, pedophilia P at the at the time. Not even slightly. I would say that is what that is. <laughs> yes, it literally is pedophilia. Yeah, that is what yeah. it is. Uh, presented for. Uh, I can't even say comic effect, but definitely sort of, uh, uh, it's yeah. The, the, how about this? The conceit of the movie and the, and basically what the title hints at is that this movie is completely absurd. Like it's totally absurd. And the way that it, it portrays its absurdity is by doing things that are absolutely against the grain in every way. And then playing it completely straight as if it's real drama. Right. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and and so it, like it does things that are really charged and you know stuff that people would be basically in trouble for releasing a film like this today um, and plays it straight as if this is dra- drama and that's what makes it sort of funny. So that's the that's the setup. So everybody, uh, keep that in mind as we talk about the rest of the movie because it's definitely wild. Yes, I saw I, I saw bits of uh, Wes Anderson in that. Oh yeah, totally. Absolutely. Like I, I bet he loves this movie. Yeah. I bet he loves this movie. Cause I mean, yeah, it's like, uh, what's this what's one? An Oscar. He made this one. Yeah, on Oscar. Oscar. Best foreign film. 1978. Best foreign film. 1978. And yeah. that guy yeah. took his life. He, yes. he did. I did not know that. Yeah. The, the, not, not obviously. Yeah. But so, so that guy was okay. So Bertrand Bellier, I think is the director and writer of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also did, it's the same two guys, the same, uh, the Baldieu and Patrick, what's his name, are the same two guys who, play, who who did in Going, going Places yeah. and the same writer and director. So there's a lot of similarities between those two films. Right. Uh, going, if you think this one is weird and offensive and, and a little bit risque, uh, Going Places is uh, oh, much worse. Um, <laughs> right. and, uh, and, but also very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, so anyway, yeah. So, but, um, I love the style of of acting in this. The style of storytelling, the the narrative, the the dialogue, the just the expression, the the expressions of the people. The girl was amazing. <laughs> she's yes, so terrific. She's great. Everybody's terrific, and you forget that Gerard Depardieu used to be quite handsome. Yes. Yeah. Like it's it's sort of I was like oh shit that's right that was before he got into his soft cheese phase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
right. You know, uh, after this movie, he was left out of the fridge so he could start to run a little bit. That's right. All the, the Criterion collection of uh, Depardieu films after that point are, are, are put in a, uh, in a cheese wheel. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, with, a, with a healthy red wine. Uh, yeah, it's true. He was like, I mean, like, and I think that the fact that Depardieu and and I uh, can't remember the other actor's name is like, like this movie is so French. It's like, I can't believe that you can get this translated into English. It's so intensely French. Right. Like, this and, is and what it, you think of when you think of French. That's a good point because the, uh, the slang in this movie is, uh, I mean, I don't really know uh, Patrick uh, Dewaré. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't really know. Uh, 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 the slang in this movie is definitely very strong. And so I was watching because the subtitles were burnt in even so, but I could look at the subtitles and then listen. And I was like, that's not exactly the right translation. Like right. it was, it felt they were trying, they were making an effort to try to get the feeling across, but it was a little bit different. There were right. certain ways that certain things are said. There's also a big class struggle in this film as well yes right uh and that it can be expressed in french through language as well right right like with the bartender with the bartender yeah it was, was like, there was something like, so french about her he was so terrific like, 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 she's like well yeah. you look like a bernadette you look like a bernadette yeah no, wait, <laughs> man, like i have a name that's equally as ugly or whatever she says like mm. she dominates that scene instantly yeah wow you're just like and she's totally in control of the movie now <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he looks like, at her like he looks at her as like I just saw you as some like ugly girl that's serving me a drink, and now suddenly I am totally in love with you and I want to have sex with you. Yeah, just yeah she wasn't crazy. ugly though; she's pretty hot. No, she, she wasn't. Was but he dismissed her immediately, and then he's oh, like, yeah. "Wait a minute, I didn't take a closer look." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. In fact, I would say I would say it's safe to say I didn't really get where this movie was coming from until that scene. Like I yes. was like, "I'm I'm with I'll it," I'm kind of, and then suddenly I was like. I get it. Okay, I see what's happening here. Yeah, and and uh, and because she because like uh, prior to that, like it's sort of hard to interpret what they're doing with um, uh, the way the narrative like, is going. The way the narrative is going. The way they're treating yeah. the you know, wife. But character, it's interesting. Like, right after that, they go to the summer camp, and then it just goes left field. Yeah, and oh, yeah, yeah. It goes. Totally but that's bad. a typical thing, right? Like if you look at the same thing in in in, get, in uh, going places. It starts off like this is really rough, and then it goes there, and then it's like, and that takes a left field, and he's like, okay, I guess we're going here. And then just as you're comfortable with the direction it's gone, it's like, no, we're going to go completely crazy. Now we're going to go Marx Brothers insanity. Right. And then then by the end, you're like, what the fuck did I just saw? Watch, and it's just movie's over. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And like, and I think that that's the like he keeps on sort of re 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 shocking you, and I don't mean that in sort of like a um. You know, sort of like the movie isn't like watching, you know, Irreversible or something like that. Like it's just like, like you it re- you rediscover uh, a new kind of discomfort every ten minutes in this movie. Like it's it's so it's such a strange, strange experience, and especially by the end where it's like the way everything is being played as if it's like a very very serious melodrama, and then everything that you're seeing is just completely idiotic and like makes no like character sense whatsoever it's just like you're so invested in the way the scenes are being played uh and so the discordancy between 
like your sense of what's going on, what was, what is going on and the emotions it's trying to evoke with you are they're miles apart. And if you yeah. think it's funny, it's extremely funny. Yeah. If you don't think it's funny, you probably want to call the police. <laughs> yeah. You probably, yeah, we'll call, we'll call the police. On this yeah. Watch, this movie. yeah. I think it's, you get those characters like the doctors, all the doctors, one didn't want to help and he grabs them. And then the other one is like, look who helps the sailors looks like a total, like a mess. <laughs> right, right, and it's right. like, wow, the doctors are completely yeah. nuts. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> yeah, like he's saying that he says, We don't trust these doctors. Like, well, yeah, for good reason, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, he, at least, and he sets it up by saying, Just like, what's the point of going to a doctor? They say, like, I don't know what's wrong with you. 40, 40 francs, uh, you know, 40 pounds, please. And then right. that's exactly what happens. It'll be 40 francs. <laughs> 40 francs. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and so I guess we should go over. What Let's go over the premises story. So it starts off. It starts off. It starts off very much like a play, mm-hmm. in a sense, right? Yeah, it it's two, two people in a bistro in Paris, husband and wife. You know, from what you understand, and they're sitting, and they're uh, at a at a typical two you know uh, uh, table. <laughs> Which is funny to me now. Video? I lost my you video. Yeah, your okay. Well, my I can video. see your video. You can see it on. Oh, it's back. It's back. Okay. Back, anyway, so she's had this look, and then uh, uh, Gerard de Baldur, her husband, he's looking at her and is trying to say, What can I do to make you happy? What can I do to make you happy? What's wrong? What can I do? What's happening? Is there anything I can do to please you? How is what's what's happening? You know, just and she just no, she has no reaction, mm-hmm. doesn't even answer him, nothing. Right. And he says, What about? If I offered someone else, would someone else make you happy? What about the guy sitting behind me? What about that dude? <laughs> that guy <laughs> checking you out the whole time. Right. And he's been checking you out the whole time, and he's like some guy in a restaurant sitting behind her. And she and he does, says nothing. He says, and so he goes up to the guy and says, "Why don't you go have sex with my wife?" <laughs> Basically, right. is what he tells right. the guy. He goes, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "No, no, no, go ahead and do it." And the thing is, I mean, like he's obviously he's unhappy that this is the answer but he's convinced that it is the answer right he's like he's, he's, it's not right. just first but like he's like even when he talks to the guy he's sort of like you know like he's kind of angry about having to ask this he's right being a forceful with the dude now the other like, is the only way around the other, we should know starts out with stupid males right like sophomoric males right. as soon as they go right. to the other guy with the oysters as soon as you thought he had something oh the oysters what i'm oh hungry. man like hepatitis Right. Yep. Hepatitis. You don't choose. By the way, hepatitis chooses you. That was, like, <laughs> that was one of the best lines in the movie. <laughs> there was, a, there was a little bit of Buffalo '66 in that scene. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like the the total like aggression with which shifter cars. I drive shifter cars. Oh, Cadillac. Have you heard yeah. of it? <laughs> so, well, the other thing you notice also with the guy who he's talking to at the restaurant, who is become, who ends up becoming obviously the the second uh, guy in the, throughout the movie, is that he's alone at the table and he's reading a, a magazine about music, and he's like, "It's about music," <laughs> and then, yeah. and he's very much seems like he's trying to be intellectual right. in a lot of ways, yeah. which is part of the 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 irony of this whole thing as well. Right. Uh, anyway. So he tells the guy, go sit with my wife. 
uh, and then he leaves the restaurant, Tepaldi leaves the restaurant. And this is why it really feels like a play because then he goes outside and he's outside the restaurant and goes, I've made a horrible mistake. And then he stops this strange woman in the street and goes, I think I've made a horrible mistake. Do you, can, I, can I ask you something? She goes, what's wrong? And he goes, hey, that was Woody Allen right there. Like, yeah, totally exactly. Woody Allen. <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. That, was, that was the Marshall McLuhan moment. You know? Yes. Or Cheryl Teague's with yeah, the Yeah, stopping on the street. The street. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We use a giant vibrating egg. <laughs> oh. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> 100%. So so then she he walks into the restaurant with the woman to sit down. At this point, the guy who is the French Florence Henderson, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's in the nailed it, Eric. You nailed it. Florence Henderson. Totally. Florence Henderson. Yeah. So but then the guy is sitting next to the girl. The, the guy who was alone at this point sitting next to the girl, the girl still no expression on her face, nothing blank, blank, might as well be catatonic. Right. Right. And, <laughs> and then he goes like, what are you doing back in here? I thought, Oh, I knew this was a joke. And, knew this was a, and then the, they end up all four of them sitting down, <laughs> having a conversation. Suddenly the girl breaks out in tears because the woman says, you're not asking her how she feels about this whole situation. <laughs> she breaks out tears and she goes, you two leave. We need to be amongst women right now. And this is a stranger right. from the street, which is yeah. even better. <laughs> Suddenly they're in this, like a big, emo like they're totally emotional. Yeah, but it's, it's male against female. Oh, as, soon totally. as soon as that, it's like, you can stop a woman in the street and she will go and help another woman. You can right. see the bonds between them already, the motherly Oh, right. It's very Florence Henderson, really. And, uh, and I think it's it's probably a good idea to point out that the way the guys act, like you said, like the uh, the guy's reading the music magazine, like he seems intellectual, right? He's giving this idea of he's putting off that he's intellectual. And later, you like you like you when you see his apartment later on, it's like it's jam packed with books. He's like five thousand books and all this kind of stuff. But, but the thing about the books, I'll get into the books because it's yeah. a very French thing. But I'll explain that in a little bit later. Right, we'll right? get to that point. But like it is, it's uh, it's I think it's good to say right now that they come off a lot like they are. 13-year-old boys. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Better, better yet is they're 13-year-old boys who think they are adults, who think yes. they're smart, yes. right? Like know-it-alls. Like, I'm really smart. I know these things, right? Right, right. They're, they're, using, they're using words that make them feel like they're smart, but what they're really saying is the most immature crap possible. Yeah, yeah. and there was a lot of like the way the guy was pretending to be smart, there was a little bit of, well, a lot of, but there was a little bit of that Kevin Klein in Fish Called Wanda. It's like, don't call yeah, me stupid. Exactly. Don't yes, call me yes, yes. Exactly. And that kind of stuff. And it's just like, absolutely. And as soon as he meets the match with the little kid, um, right. which is total Wes Anderson, there's a lot of bottle rocket too, the way they walk there down is. the street. Yep. There is. Yep. It was yep. like, yep. wow. The little kid, which becomes a very important part of the movie, doesn't happen to like two thirds into it. So there's a lot right. of stuff that happens before. So anyway, Basically, what happens is uh, his wife, who keeps having these fainting spells and is un not happy, etc. It's uh, uh, Duke Baldur is convinced that she needs another lover to please her, right? Right, because it's just that's what that's what she needs. So that's somehow he's put this in her head, and she's like, whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you so, bet, you bet, pal. Right, and she's she's often just sort of in bed, naked, and going, yeah, sure, whatever. We'll we'll have sex. I don't care, whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> At which point they can't quite figure it out. 
But what happens very quickly is there is a strong, strong bond that happens between these two men, which is not heterosexual, shall we say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they I mean, like absolutely a... love each other so yeah. much. Right. Depression and they're using the woman as a proxy for that, right? Yes, if they're basic, this is the same thing that we talked about during the servant, right? right. <laughs> Right. Well, and the thing is, man, like, uh, like, there's no, they're completely unconscious of the fact that they're in, in love with each other. Of course. Like, like they, they don't feel like they don't feel love for each other in terms of like, uh, they are pining for one another, or they're like, or they're, or they're intellectualizing the fact that they're obsessed with each other. Right. Um, like they, they are they, completely obsessed with each other. Though. Right. They are completely obsessed with each other in the way that say, and I can keep on hitting this note, like, uh, thirteen-year-old boys are with other. 13 year old boys where you're right. just like, he's my best friend. And all I can think about is hanging out with him. You know, and like that's right. basically it when it's clear that these guys are completely in love with each other because they, they, they are the, they're each the thing that they're looking for in, in, in another person. Right. And, uh, and they can't like, it doesn't even occur to them that they should be uh, sexual right. about it. Like they're, they're, right. that's not, that's not even like on the table, but it's clearly that's for the audience. You're just like, oh my god, guys, just start dating for God's sakes. Well, yeah, why, just just why just, is she even just here? Take, take the girl out of the middle, and she <laughs> exactly. literally is she is literally in the middle between the two of them, completely naked, right. and they're just talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, they, they get care of it. exactly. And you're wondering, like, I mean, and they're wondering, like, why is she so bored? Like. Why wouldn't she be bored? <laughs> Good God. Yes. But the the best <laughs> the best part when they're going through that conversation and they're trying to like each one of them is like she's so oh she's having these fainting spells, she's doing this, she's a, she doesn't talk, what's going on? All she cares about is cleaning and da da da. I don't understand it. And then the one of them looks at and goes, Have you ever thought about the fact that maybe she's stupid (laughs) she's really dumb dumb. no impossible (laughs) i don't no no i I would never do that (laughs) it's like it's i would never do that's fantastic yeah like so funny they're so uh like i don't even like they're not because they're not dumb either they're just like they are dumb like they're dumb in a very specific way they like they're they're dumb in the way that people who think they're very smart are extra dumb right. <laughs> like where you're just like extra oh. dumb <laughs> like it's like it's one thing to be like yeah i'm not the brightest guy in the world and then you're they're like du- just- they're dumb in the way that people who think chris nolan films are intellectual are dumb <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm gonna take that as an insult but we can talk about another <laughs> podcast uh but yeah no, that's like that that's exactly that's exactly the zone this movie is in and like yeah like the tone that it's set up like this is something before we get into any of the weird stuff, like I just need to like, or it gets movies, weird. It gets weird. If you think this is weird, it gets even weirder. Super, super weird. Super weird. And uh, yeah, but the, the, the tone that this movie sets up was it's refreshing to me because I'm, I'm sick. I'm really, really, I don't want to say I'm sick of it because like, I still like it, but I'm just like, uh, most comedy today, uh, in, in streaming and, uh, in, you know, on YouTube and certainly TikTok and stuff like this is like self-aware irony. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's getting kind of brutal for me to experience this. I'm like, yeah, I know. I get it. You're super smart and you're really clever and you're very, very, you know, like you're smarter than the thing you're making fun of and congratulations to you. And like, and then making fun of stuff from a sort of a lofty perspective um, is, is getting kind of grating 
to me uh, comedically. Like there's a lot of it. And this movie, what's brilliant about this movie is that it, uh, it does the opposite of that. Like it absolutely treats what's happening completely legitimately. And, mm-hmm. uh, and because of that, like it, it's harder to be like sort of uh, aloof or judgmental about what's happening because like you, it's easy to get swept up in their enthusiasm like in the, in the movie's enthusiasm. So like, I'm sort of emotionally connecting to what's going on for these guys, even though like more and more, I'm like, this is fucking idiotic. <laughs> right. like, and so like it, 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 it pulls you into the movie rather than sort of keeps you above these guys just to make fun of them. Right. Like it, it sort of partners you up with these guys. And I think that's what makes it really like, this is what makes it play really well. Right. Well, there's there's so many brilliant moments in this, but I want to talk about specifically the scene that that truly shows off how these guys think they're so special, but really they're just a bunch of idiots, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they decide, or Debaldur decides he's going to ship off his wife. Literally, he just drags, he's dragging her like a dog, like right. across the, the tracks, shoves her on the train, gives her a kiss and wishes her goodbye. She's just standing there and the train leaves. Goes 40 tra- feet. <laughs> and then the train arrives in the next station right. and then the guy picks her up the other guy picks the her up guy, and picks, yeah. picks it picks her takes her to uh to the uh to his house right. now she's never been to his house and he goes into the house and he looks at her and goes impressed yes yes and he's looking at two bookcases filled with books right and he says five thousand books right now I got to give you guys an exact idea of, and I don't know if these books are still around. So my French friends will have to, to let me know. I don't know if we have any French guys on, on the, on the, on the chat, but if you are, please let me know. But there was a series of books, like basically when you were in school, uh, the, the, the school, the, the lycée, the French lycée would have books of all kinds of levels and they would publish them in these things called livre de poche. I think that's what they were called, which literally means a uh, uh, pocket book, like a book that goes into your pocket. Right. right? Yeah. Which they, they're small, called the translation pocket books. Yeah. Right. Right. So they're basically, uh, they're, you know, about this size, uh, uh, and, and they would have, uh, into a hardcover and it would be a whole book and they would classify them in different levels of reading. And there would be like the, the, the uh, pink, I got it. The, the pink ones for the younger ones and they would go up and they would have all the class Steinbeck and everything else all transferred. Right. But all of the stuff that you would normally read is like, okay, you're going to read uh, a green book or a blue book or a pink book or whatever, depending on your level of reading. Right. So that's what he has in his library. Yeah. They're all high school books. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's nothing exactly. special. Right. It's just the entire collection of books that you're supposed to read. You have read. Yeah. supposed to have read in school right? right and they all have they're all numbered as <laughs> they identified and yeah, it's like and it's give me a number and i'll tell you which book it is and right. then she says 1497 steinbeck right. yeah. book <laughs> grapes of wrath <laughs> whatever yeah. you know it's like he's like okay right so, and, and, so and it's not that these are like they list a uh, sweet thursday actually the steinbeck the sweet book, thursday yeah. right sweet, sweet thursday is a great book it's a sequel to Canary Row. Great yes book. it is like, but these, it, these are good books but the fact is like he's not interested in whether he's, it's a good book it's no. just this is the this is the set this is the high school set that i'm supposed to have it's so I've funny i've read these things and i've memorized all the numbers i've memorized so, all the numbers, numbers. Yeah. <laughs> and I love classical music. Not really. I only think about Mozart. Mozart. So I, I, I focused everything on Mozart, and he's like, ah, Mozart, my oh, isn't friend. That kind of, 
jabbing. That's kind of like Wes Anderson way he does some of his characters. Oh, sure. Like they're just hyper, like focused and kind of like, I'm trying to think of another character in a film. Well, he started, like, I think yeah. you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, 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 Wes Anderson is, uh, I, I didn't think about it until now, but you're absolutely right. Like the, 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 uh, absurdity, Moonrise, the absurdity. Moonrise Kingdom and Royal Tannenbaums came up for me a lot watching this. And, right. uh, and the thing is like, cause Royal Tannenbaums in particular is like, it's really about how, like because everyone in there everyone in that movie every character in the movie is a very likable character but they're all like they're all sort of snotty and aloof about something right mm-hmm. about, yeah. uh, like and but they but they're each they each have their own individual specialized world that they are snotty about and, and aloof about and that's why when gene hackman comes in it fucks everything up because like he offends everybody at some level right. and like the uh so like you know this this has the same the same deal. It's like Mozart. Of course, I know everything about Mozart. Blah, 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 Mozart. And then at the end of the movie, like he hears like what is it, Chopin or something at the at the end. He's like, I have no yeah, idea something. who that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the best ending. He's like, yeah. because it's really beautiful music, but clearly it's not Mozart. I'm, obviously, it's not Mozart. And he's like, I don't know who that is, but it's not Mozart. Is what no. he says. There was a little bit of like it reminded me of like he's a French um, Cassavetes or wait, there's something about him that's way ahead of his time. Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. 78, but there's a lot of that kind of structure and some of the stuff they were doing. It's like the next generation or two generations ahead started using it. Right. Absolutely true. And I think, I think it's a really hard kind of, cause like, uh, I was, you know, I, I was a little tentative going into this movie just because like, there's a brand of French comedy, especially from the seventies that like, is really, a, I don't know. It's kind of grating. Like it's a little, like, it's a very, they're trying to mimic Jerry Lewis. And it's very like, like arch slapsticky, not stir crazy, stuff. not stir yeah. crazy, <laughs> and it's like it's a it's a little you know it's sort of like the American Pie for the French, yep. you know. Like there's a lot of that stuff going on, and I was I was I was a little I was just like, well, I know it's, I know it's supposed to be good, but I'm, I'm I need to be in the well, movie for this. Very special French comedy. It's Calais comedy, and it's a, <laughs> kind of a special style oh, of right. French comedy that comes from Calais. That's right. Um, I don't know what this is, but it's not Calais comedy. It's got a slight. <laughs> It's got a slight bit of of British humor, and that's mostly because of the channel that's right next to the channel. So yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like, like actually, that's a great point because like it, it really is. It, like Monty Python does a lot of this stuff really, really well. Like it's not it's not as it's not as ridiculous as Monty Python is, but like Monty Python is funny because it has all, all the all the characters are trying to take everything quite seriously, and yeah. uh, and it's because. It, it's innately not serious that it's funny, you know? And I think that that's the, that's what makes this stuff work. It's, it's a very rare kind of comedy to try to pull off and especially to go as far as it does. I don't know if I've ever seen a movie that, that does that. Right. You know? Like it, certainly you couldn't, you point blank can't make this movie in America at any point in America's filmic life. No, certainly, definitely not now, like at all. Well, I I actually want to get into that at some point because I think that's a problem. The fact that we could never make a movie like this is is right. is is a problem with our country. And Agreed. With, Agreed. Uh, Agreed. But anyway, uh, uh, so 
So what I get to, so the, the very absurd point, part of him introducing himself as being super intellectual, Mozart and the entire library of books, that somehow is going to impress her, right? right. She's not impressed. Uh, so, so then he goes, he goes to a bar to, because he, he doesn't have a phone because I don't know, 78 or whatever to call uh, the Baldur. He says, we miss you. We miss you so much. She doesn't say anything, but it's really him that misses the Baldur, right? Cause right. he's the being with her alone is not working. So then they finally, so finally it all, all three of them are together. She's in bed naked and knitting. Which is also a big, the, the netting is a big part of this because what happens is she ends up knitting this specific kind of sweater, which is completely absurd. They're all wearing the brown one. They all end up wearing it. So all the people, all the people that she's, all the people that she's duped, they're wearing her sweater, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she, they, they, the two of them are sitting, are, are sitting together right next to each other talking about how how cool Mozart is while she's knitting in bed and completely ignoring them. Right. And they're getting super excited and playing Mozart really loud, at which point de Baldur goes into this fantasy story about Mozart being reincarnated and coming up to their apartment. Yeah, it's hanging a little, out with little boy story. It's like imagining Superman showing up. You know, it's, it's exactly like right. right. It's a mad, it's exactly a little boy story. And, uh, and, and then the neighbor... <laughs> complains about it right he comes in it's like i am you know he's a he's a he's a he's a vegetable merchant so he has to get up early in the morning (laughs) yeah that was like out of left field that was yeah yeah that's the best part (laughs) and the the what is it patron what does he drink uh oh uh 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 uh, yeah yeah it's ridiculous and yeah. that whole like convincing him to drink and what a doctor's note bit. Oh, no, 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 fucking, uh, yeah, okay. yeah. And, and the way he, okay. he has the glass, like he's going to give him a pastis, right? And he, <laughs> he fills it so tight that the, yeah. the, the, the shot takes forever for him for quietly coming like, out of the- I'll be honest with you. There was moments in that, like that scene reminded me of down by law. Oh yeah, totally. Right. Totally. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Like there was just kind of this, it's like almost like they were in prison. It was, it was really there was a lot of kind of from other filmmakers just pulled from that, and I'd sure. never seen this movie before. Yeah, yeah, no, primarily because I don't like handkerchiefs, so that's my big. <laughs> You're like, I'm not, what can I can't, can't even no. participate? Yeah. I don't even much. like having handkerchiefs, so yeah. You know. You're more of a tissue guy, like yeah. I'm yeah. a tissue, soft tissue, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> it makes sense, really. Use and lose, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah like that's that is the like that that uh that sequence when the like this do, this next door neighbor comes to complain like gets hammered like and then is in, <laughs> in bed with his wife within like i don't know five minutes <laughs> yeah yeah and he's like he's like oh it's like i don't feel it's like i don't feel it's like well it's like i have to go to sleep well you can sleep here and they put him into bed with his wife who's naked and he's like oh how do you do and then he just sort of sits there and just stares at her breasts right like oh oh wow oh what uh oh well okay (laughs) and so like the like the the thing with the movie is that it's like because it's not helping you out at all it's hard to read at this point whether it's like is this like like boilerplate french like chauvinism that's going on in this movie or right, what's yeah. happening um but but by a certain point i became quite convinced that like the like it hit like i i was just like oh this is 
yeah, this is sexist against the guys. <laughs> like the yes. guys are yeah, they're, they're pointing out how cool. absurd these sexist yeah. guys are. Yeah. Right. Like they are utter, but you get a sense of that morons. in the diner in the beginning. Yes. Because the way she looked, Florence Henderson looks at them, and they're like, oh, you guys are idiots. Like, yes. total morons. Yeah. You're like, you're okay, boys. I get you're it. Boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so I guess it, it, took me, it took me about 20 minutes, half an hour before I, like, I really, I fully got on board with the joke. So it wasn't like, I wasn't like, I wasn't, I wasn't like, uh, I wasn't completely uh, accepting of the movie until a certain point. But once I got it, I retroactively got everything that I had already seen. I got, once the, the muscles bag came in, I was, was like, I'm hurt. That was yeah. terrific. Like, like I said, man, when... Which one was this? The, 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 the muscles when he, in the restaurant? But I ordered muscles. They're giving you oh, hepatitis. Right. You want hepatitis? Oh, and, God. And, yeah. and, when, and like the first, that was the first line that made me openly laugh is when he just goes, he just goes uh, he's like, I won't get hepatitis. He goes, you don't you choose know? hepatitis. Hepatitis chooses you. <laughs> I'm telling you, there was also Broadway Danny Rose in there, and I was like, mm-hmm. I, I was trying, like in that restaurant scene. There was, it was really a great film. I mean, it had, you could see that style. Oh, um, it influenced everybody hugely. Yeah, yeah I never, like, I never realized how how much of an impact some uh, like this movie is just. And considering yeah. it's 1978, which yeah. is just one year prior of 1979, Chris. Right. And yeah. Um, yeah, let me check that. Yes, so, that's true. Please check that out. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, it was a, Chris. This is the best pick you've done. It's okay. it's, really, it's really something. It's really something. I have to. Yeah, I think the worst one for me was Legend. <laughs> that but was I like, knew it was bad. bad. I knew that yeah, one was bad. It was like getting cathetered. It was just the worst. <laughs> yeah. And I I was like, oh, but <laughs> little creatures. I'm not yeah. a big Middle Earth guy. Yeah, yeah, I, know. I would expected you. To well, we were that, that was specifically an assignment of like good good directors do bad films. So right. that was right. by design. Right. Yeah. But this yeah. is this is this is actually a like a this is a this is a genuine surprise. This movie was a surprise. And it's Oh, rare. I love this film. I it's love it. It's rare film. for me to be surprised watching it. Any because like I I and I don't want to sound too. You're gonna say Chris picks, but that's fine. No, just like just like uh, you know when you when you get to like when you watch so many damn movies, like I know they, you know you get to a point where you're just like it's hard to be scared by horror movies. It's hard to be it's hard to find something that's actually fresh, and right. um, and I think with this movie, like the uh, what's interesting about it is like I didn't even recognize how fresh it was because I was I it, I had forgotten what freshness was. <laughs> right, yeah, and yet that freshness oh, yeah. comes from 1978. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and clearly, I mean, like you're saying, discovered it. Woody Allen discovered it. Like they they understood the value. Of right, and and then you got to realize that uh, that 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 uh, going places, which is even more insane than this. Right. Way grittier, way way grittier than this, but but very very related. Uh, or very similar idea. That's from 1974, I think. I mean, it was even yeah, earlier. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I really wish that movie was more accessible because the two of these would be would be amazing pairing. But unfortunately, I don't want to recommend a film that would be hard for people to watch. This is readily available uh, on uh, on Prime. Uh, that's where I got it. Uh, it was rental for four bucks and a buy for five dollars. I just spent the extra dollars and bought it because I know I'm going to watch it again. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! They offered you to buy, yeah, for for how much? Five bucks. 
No, they offered me to buy for nine. Scumbags. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. It's funny right there. I like that. That uh, is weird. That's I wonder that's weird. That's anyway. interesting. You mentioned that to me and I was like, oh, I'll just buy wait, I'm not I pay nine. Right. That's interesting, Chris. Well, I bought I want to get it. to the bottom of this. We have to send some emails out tomorrow. We do. I I I don't blame you. I don't blame you. That's BS. Did anyone, by the way, did anyone on our chat, you know, did any of you guys watch this movie prior to listening to this? And I'm guessing you probably didn't have the time. Did any of you guys buy GameStop? (laughs) We'll get into that. And I'll get into that. Uh, uh, But anyway, uh, so, so, so basically the, somehow the neighbor gets involved now. So, uh, uh, the 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 neighbor is somehow involved with them, and he's now part of the the clan that's being Mr. involved. Kumar. Yeah, right, right, totally. And, and, and then he says, "Well, what are you guys going to do at this point?" And I was like, "I don't know." I was like, "Well, you guys need a vacation. The vacation, you know, summer's happening because summer is always a big thing in France, where pretty much the entire country takes off for months and months, uh, or three months. Uh, so it's like you can't do some plans. At which point." Uh, they decide that they are going to, it doesn't even, it just sort of jumps into it. It's like a start of a new movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, and you're right. It feels like what Moonlight or what's, what's the Wes Anderson Moonrise film? Kingdom. This is the Moonrise Kingdom section of the film. Yeah, it just goes right yeah. into Moonrise Kingdom out of nowhere. So the, yeah, particularly when it opens where they're just marching down and singing on the road. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So they're basically the three of them are become camp counselors for kids and they're wandering down this beautiful, you know, wooden path trail and they're singing, uh, you know, camp songs. Um, And it's like, okay. Yeah. It's meatballs. Now it's meatballs. Suddenly. actually, You know, that's funny you said that I was thinking of meatballs because I just saw it again recently and I (laughs) literally was watching that. I was like, God, it's like meatballs. That was the first thing that came in my mind. (laughs) Right. CIT is so hideous. The food is really strange, really strange. And so. (laughs) (laughs) At which which point (laughs) now they're all sitting down. Then they cut to a scene where they're all sitting down and eating their dinner. And the, the the three adults are at one table, and all the kids are sitting at these long benches, completely quietly eating their dinner, which of course doesn't make sense. And at which point goes the the uh, Patrick, the not not the Belgian, but the other guy says, "Okay, we have all, I'm sure, come to the point at which you're all anticipating. We are now at the time of the dessert, <laughs> right? The dessert shall says, be." cottage cheese <laughs> well, well okay so so that's the thing i want to make sure that so that's what one of those things that doesn't quite translate quite right okay because <laughs> it's not it cottage cheese is kind of what it pretty Suisse is which means right. little swiss it's it's a sweet kind of dessert thing that's kind of like a yogurt thing mm-hmm. kind of cottage cheese yogurt right. thing and you usually put like some sugar on top and it's quite good actually honestly speaking it's quite good but they get all excited about it. And he goes, you can have your Petit Suisse with or without sugar, but by no means can it be used as a projectile. <laughs> you launch it at people. Right? <laughs> Launching it at people. Uh, at which point, then some guy comes out of the kitchen and he's got uh, two two trays full of Petit Suisse and they all get their Petit Suisse and they're all starting to eat it. 
And then there's one kid that keeps coming up and he looks around, looking around, looking around. And he's obviously looks like the little nerdy kid. And he looks like the kid from Meatballs. He, he does, does actually. Yeah. He does. He does. And he's a little nerdy kid and he's looking around. And then immediately there's a projectile comes for his face. And then there's another one. And then there's another one. And then the 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 woman <laughs> gets nervous, tries to get up to help him. The other guy says, makes her sit down. It's like, nope, Leon. Yeah, it, I never understood that. No, it doesn't matter. You're not supposed to understand. At which point the kid gets up out of uh from his seat, stands up, takes his chair, puts it in front of everyone that's eating, and goes, All right, everyone take a take a swing. Like, go ahead. Let's do this. Yeah, Let's right. do this. At which point every single kid throws their uh cottage cheese or uh at him and he's just just completely doused and like you know like you know in 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 and schlep everywhere <laughs> right right and then the, everyone starts cracking up and they try to clean him up and then i was like all right everyone leave and then they then this kid stays with them and hangs out with them and they're trying to understand the kid now the first thing you do as the kid starts talking as you start to get introduced to this kid you start to realize his level of intellectualism and maturity is far superior yeah. <laughs> to the two men. To the guys, yeah. Like by a million, by a million miles. By a million he's, miles. He's the adult comparatively. He is completely the adult. Not only that, he can completely uh, disarm them and make the, like make that's them Rushmore. Oh, it's totally yeah. Rushmore. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Yes, it's totally Rushmore. Yeah, it's a miscross uh, relationship that uh, right. And what you find out specifically is that this is a summer camp for uh, uh, factory workers, for for kids, for kids of factory workers, for blue collar people, right? right. And that he, the 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 kid that was specifically is in question, his father is the owner of the factory that all of these kids work at. So his father's feeling is that you need to understand your workers if you're going to be working with them. So he sends his kid to a blue collar summer camp so that he can have a better understanding of the kids. Now, of course, they live very different lives, different things. So, of course, all the other kids are beating him up and, you right. know, teasing him and taunting him and bullying him more specifically. That's very Wes Anderson, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. That kind of like he, my father's the owner of the. It was totally, it's amazing. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm yeah, sorry. you're right. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. So, uh, so now the, the, the woman completely is enamored by this kid because right. one, he does two things. One, she wants to protect him because she feels bad for him. She wants to mother him. She's very much all of a sudden turns into mother mode, protection mode. Right. Because yeah. earlier she was, you know, she was trying to get pregnant. And right. Right, that was the, the and then two, uh, he finds he's constantly making fun of the two guys, which she finds unbelievably amusing. Right, right. Yeah. Like for example, he the kid keeps talking about how smart he is and how his IQ is, yeah. is uh, very very high. He says, "Well, he says we're like I mean we're very smart too." It's like, well, we can always take an IQ test if you'd like. I mean, I can do it right now. You know, like I can I can t show you how to do an IQ test. It's like, all right, fine. So they suddenly they agree they're going to take an IQ test and they're going to say, all right, we're going to start with the first exercise. I'm going to give you a piece of paper and we're going to do, this is called the tree exercise. So draw me a tree. 
I wish plane was. Well, what kind of tree would you? I mean, I can draw like hundreds of trees. I mean, any kind of tree, I can draw it. I mean, I do any tree. Like, what? Are you, I mean, you have to be specific. And like the, the 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 way that they say it is like it's cracking me up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's really funny. Well, again, and it, and, it, and it sort of goes back to the way that he memorizes books and stuff like this. Like, oh, of course. Very specific, like, like the the sort of the false intellectual. Uh, it's Kevin Klein. It's so yeah, great. It's Kevin, exactly. Yeah. Like I know, I know these particular facts, so I must be smart, right? Yeah. But not only that, obviously he's insecure, and so he's trying to overcompensate for his insecurity, right? Right. right. Um, the best, it's like when in in that uh, fish called Wanda, where he gets caught by the uh, John Cleese's wife, and she's like, "My father was in." It's like, he's like, "It's double secret." KGB, FBI, and she's like, "What are you talking about?" When those morons are confronted, they just start to panic. Like, "Well, you're an idiot." <laughs> exactly. Don't call me stupid. Don't call me stupid. <laughs> Archie was his name. Remember that, Archie? Yeah, that's a good one. That really holds up. That's fun. Yeah, like that one. That, All right. Good. So now we get to the part where it suddenly becomes extremely challenging to watch, but it's, it's a hilarious scene to me. I've seen it several times, so it's a little hard, but for the, for some people it might be a little harder to watch, but basically what happens is the kid continues to get bullied. Um, and you they're going to sleep and he's sleeping in bed. They're trying to uh, taunt him. They're stripping him of his clothes while he's asleep. They're going to do all kinds of, they're torturing him. Basically uh, she comes in, and rescues him from the kids at night and takes him away and she hugs him. And all of the kids are like, they say, Mon petit chou, petit chou, which means like teacher's pet in a sense, right? right? And so, anyway, so next scene, the boy is in bed with the girl because he's she's protecting him. She doesn't have to sleep in a room with all the other bullies, right? right. At which point the two guys decide the, oh, well, it's all right. Just we'll leave her alone and we'll be sleeping in our own room by ourselves. Right. <laughs> the scene of them like brushing their teeth and not knowing which one of them slept with her the night before was also really funny. Right. right. Yeah. So, so anyway, so he's in bed with her and uh, <laughs> they're chatting about stuff and they're going to sleep. And then they decide she, she falls asleep. At which point he's a third and remember he's supposed to be 13 years old in this film right. and pretty much looks like he's 13 years old. Yeah. I don't know what the actor is or not, but that's the, that's the gag they're playing with the character. I mean. Pretty, pretty much. Right. At which point, because he's a 13. Young Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> right. Turns out. And then he was in Annie Hall. So there it makes yeah, sense. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Right. So he's, he's I basically, he's basically <laughs> uh, a curious pupil, you know, uh, adolescent boy who, and uh he decides that because she's asleep this is an appropriate time to uh look at her an anatomically right so. <laughs> right <laughs> which in any reasonable circumstances is some form of assault but there it is this is what's happening right so he decides <laughs> that he's going to start you know take uh, lifting her shirt looking at her right. breast uh, 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 tickling her legs so that they would fall apart and look at her anatomically while this is happening. She's right. still asleep, at which point she suddenly wakes up during a moment which in which he's pretty much performing, looks like he's performing a gynecological exam on, on this woman. Um, and she goes, what the hell are you doing? At which point he says, what, I mean, what do you expect? 
right. you left me alone with you. I'm 13 years old. <laughs> Confess, kid. <laughs> I mean, this is what I would do. I mean, so it's, just it's, just it's your own fault. If, if any of this is now making uh, our listeners uncomfortable, you might want to skip the next. 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> yes. This movie goes very, very far. Goes very far. <laughs> yeah. At which In. point, he basically, she's, she, you know, goes to this thing. He somehow talks himself back into favor with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, at which point she says, Oh, I just love you. You're a good kid, et cetera, et cetera. And then he's basically says, You know, I could go back to my room and. I'll be thinking about you this whole time, or maybe uh, you could teach me everything. Right. <laughs> right. But I'll be thinking about you for years to come. Right. 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 <laughs> somehow, somehow, this is enough. Here, just like the, all the other men. This is enough for her to agree, and she decides to have sex with him. Uh, right. Takes the clothes off, et cetera, et cetera. Now we don't actually see them having sex. We just see her stripping for him. But then you hear <laughs> De Pardieu and, and, and the other guy at the door is like, I think I hear breathing. It's like, oh, come on, please. <laughs> you know, That's not pitching? happening. Yeah, exactly. That's not happening. Yeah, of course yeah. not. Not when she can obviously sleep with two incredibly intellectual people like us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why right. would she do this? Right. Why would she do this? Exactly. Right. right? Uh, so uh, anyway. The next part is basically they're all going back after summer camp on a bus. They get to the big plaza. All the families are there greeting their kids. The boy refuses to get out of the bus to go meet his parents, right? All the other parents are waiting by the bus. His parents are in a car down the street not getting out. <laughs> right. Which is a right. very telling as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, the, the parents are entirely distant you know, like the distant from ever they they forced their son to be more close to the to the to the lower class people, but right. they refuse yeah. to be lower class themselves. Yeah, they don't even want to get within oh, range yeah. of this. Go, yeah. Right, right. So that's the whole thing, right? So so he refuses to go to his parents, at which point the Baldier goes to tell the father he refuses to get on the car. And then there's a big chase scene. Mm. They try to chase him. It gets a little crazy. Short, basically, version is the kid ends up back with his parents, but his parents, because of him being so angry at them, they send him off to boarding school far away, right? The woman now is devastated. Now now, now, now we're going into a completely different film again. <laughs> yeah. Right. The woman where, is dead. It really, really starts to turn into like this very strange melodrama, almost very, <laughs> very strange film, right? Yeah. So the woman now at this point is completely devastated, and it turns into them like desperately calling every boarding school in France to try to see if the kid is in this school, right? right? right. Now all of a sudden, the neighbor, remember the neighbor who had the pastis as uh, the yeah. uh, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's he comes back in. And pretends to be someone who's doing a, 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 a survey on on like a like what's what the, what do you call those population survey things or, or yeah census census yeah. he's doing like a census right and he's basically asking her questions about certain things uh, to the mother of the kid in the in their big mansion and uh, the mother slowly through the thing reveals exactly where their son is in school so they know where he's in school right. 
Right. And so great. Now they know all the information. Cut to the next scene. And it's, you know, the boarding school and they are in the playground and there's a big group of boys. I love this scene. I love it. It's so funny. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. All these group of boys are surrounding our, the, the young hero, right? Who is now vividly describing having sex with a woman. <laughs> right. And, and I have to say, like, there's like, they're questioning the language that's used and the way that this is written is one of my favorite scenes in the film. Oh, it's like, so it's, good. It's so evocative. And like, it's like, I was just like, Jesus Christ, this is like, they're really on the ball in this scene yes. in every emotional way. And you can imagine, you can imagine if you're a group of 14 year old boys and there's another 14 year old boy who says, I've had sex with an adult woman. Right. And you're all like really interested in sex at this point. Right. Right. And he is describing things. And you're like, I don't know if this is true or not, but yeah. I don't care. I want yeah. to keep hearing the story. <laughs> it, like it, it not, uh, this, this scene gets across, like, this is, how can I say this? Like that, I mean, we have to sort of set aside the fact that like, like, like remove all the, of the ridiculousness and offensiveness from the setup to the scene, obviously. Um, but the skill with which this scene is written is brilliant because what it does is it puts you like, it's very realistic in terms of the, it's a very emotionally realistic in terms of like being a 13 year old boy and having this kind of a conversation, right. Mm -hmm. And how all the kids sort of react to this. Um, but also the, the way in which the kid answers uh, is such uh, evocative grown up real responses right that it produces the effect in you as an, in me as an adult of going that's correct like you just go like that's emotionally he's he's really describing an actual experience right and so like it it, it sort of connects me as an adult to the the sort of uh the horrified wonderment of the rest of the kids at the same right. uh, who are going through this at the same time, brilliantly written, brilliantly played scene. Right. And this is the, the genius of the movie wrapped up because like when I said earlier, it's just like, you know, comedies today are perfectly happy to stand at a distance and throw rocks. Right. Like mm -hmm. this, this movie pulls you into the film relentlessly um, be, through the skill of the filmmaking the skill of the writing and the actors so that as even though you have just been horrified and defended, it pulls you in again. And it's, yeah. it's really fucking wild how it, it, well it, it reminded does. me of those kind of conversations you had when you were young yeah. with the neighborhood kids. Yeah. 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 100%. You would talk about some, some girly magazine you saw yeah. and you describe that. Yeah. That's yeah. We, we, you know, the story I'm telling you, that's exactly what it reminded me of when yeah, I, I know, I know. Really, and it really did a done. really good job. Of it. Yeah. Because like, the kid, yeah. The kids, the kids are asking like all, because they're all super sexually curious because they're right. all 13. Right? right. And they're all asking questions like, uh, it's like, uh, and then they're like, and then uh, by the way, that you know that the story goes on for a long time because they were in the playground and now they're at night sitting in the, in the, in the, in the dormitory and they're talking and they're like, so did you go inside? He's like, yeah. And he goes, what's it like in there? Is it hairy inside of there? You know, like that, like this yeah, completely, not on, the no, yeah, it's like, not, not on the inside. It's, it's like, it's like, and uh, what's like? It's and he says like, uh, you never want like it's you never want to leave, you know. Right. Whatever you know, he says like, and the thing is like, and like, I don't mean anything I'm saying to 
endorse what happens in the film as a factual thing. Like, I right. don't want to say that, like, I think any of this is a good idea or sexy no. or any of that. But yeah. I'm just saying the brilliance. I'm Dan and I approve this message. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is, like, this is a... This is a you approve of adult of, women having sex with 13-year-old boys. <laughs> Let's, I'm going to go on saying, I think that's gross. Let's just go that far. <laughs> but, the, but the brilliance of the movie is, like, and I said this all the time, it's like my favorite movies are ones that that make the audience complicit in some way in, in what the movie is attacking. Well, and, specifically, and this, this does this incredibly, incredibly well. But it also does this thing, especially because most of the people, especially the men who have watched or are watching this movie, this is a moment that seems very relatable to when you were 13. 100%. You were going through that thing yourself totally. where you did have fantasies about having sex with older mm -hmm. women because that they were suddenly that's like, you, they, yeah, exactly. that's what you saw. Yeah. You know, they are the ones that had all the parts that you were interested right. in, right? right? So you had this description. And so they're all the, the and this is of course the 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 the, the ultimate fantasy in a lot of ways right. and that is described as such it's not necessarily to endorse the actual act but it's about yeah. the fantasy it's, it's right? it, and, and and like the way in which it's sort of like because of the the the, the great writings what like in what the kid says in like the sort of like like slightly adult vision of what the kid is describing connects me emotionally to my 13 year old self like that's yeah. like that's the the real gift of this movie is like it's it doesn't uh like it would be really easy for a movie like this to sit back and say look at these horrible people and how hilarious it is that these terrible things are happening right and instead it goes this is obviously terrible ridiculous and these guys are morons yeah however you can't lie and say you're not emotionally connected to what is happening. There, yeah, and McMurray says, as a, as a father of an almost thirteen-year-old boy, bags of nopes. Yes, well, I just urge you to look at it, the movie, in a different way because it. Yes, it, it, uh, trust me. Yeah. But well, or maybe don't. I don't know. Well, you know, you tell I, me I, after you've done it. it. It was more like eight, seven, eight for me at that time, just because I had an older brother, and in the neighborhood kids, I do remember. It's that the way they had that conversation reminded me when somebody was talking about Kiss in the band that came out, mm -hmm. and, you know, Gene Simmons spit up blood. And I remember as a kid, I always remember, I was like, and he spits up blood on stage. And this one guy's like, basically he has an ulcer on stage every night. And I was like, that's unbelievable. He has an ulcer on stage. And my brother's like, you're, yeah. But you just like the, I was the younger one to the like guys that were two years older. I was like, an ulcer? Oh my God, he has an ulcer on stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The absurdity right. of it was just right. reminding me of just like, because I had, you know, older brother that right. I would hang with that crowd. And um, it just brought back memories of just that right. kind of, that right. kind of discussion. And, right, uh, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Well, the thing is, and also, just to bring up in the chat, McMonkey Man brought up, uh, let's see, uh, they brought up Big uh, Tom Hanks. Yep. Yes. Um, where, you know, he is a he is a 13-year-old. Same basic situation. Like, right. <laughs> like, like it says, uh, that movie gets a yikes in hindsight from the POV of the mother. It's a nightmare, nightmare, not a romp. Right. Uh, and I think that that I think that's the difference. He says, uh, thinking as an adult uh, and versus being remembered as a teen. And I think that's a great. Now, I I think Big is a like you have to take Big in a very light way, and it's a very light, you know, charming, sweet movie that has a, a weird problematic angle to it. In the same way that I look at like Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four and go like, well, this is a lousy movie. But on top of it, it's weird that she like 
you know, possesses this dude and uses him as a sex doll. <laughs> like you just go, the movie's kind of dumb to start with, but the mistake that they make in big, that they're highlighting that McMind man is highlighting is exactly um, what this movie doesn't do. Like this movie is uh, because like the uh, big was the, the mistake that big makes is essentially because it's unaware of what it's saying. Right. This one is very aware. This, of what it's this movie is ex- extremely aware of what it's saying, right. and it's and it's trying to put you in this. It's Penny trying Marshall. to put, yeah, like, well, yeah, big. It's yeah, it's Penny Marshall movie. It's like you know, she's like the she's uh, Penny Marshall is the same as uh, uh, what's his name, um, the great, you know, Gary Marshall, you know, like, Gary Marshall, or, yeah, or that, whatever it is. Like they make the her same brother, brother, no, her father. Name. One no, of the brother. two, brother. Okay, so they made the same kind of movies, and they're very likable light movies. Um, but like this movie is the the weird position that Big puts you in, where you're like, I don't want to think about that too hard. Like this movie, the whole point of the movie is to make you think, you about, think that about that too that. hard. Right. <laughs> the whole point of you to say is like, you see how absurd this is, and like yes. you see how crazy this is. But anyway, I, the, I I'm gonna you know it's a good spoiler of the the gagness, but basically the boy is telling, getting very vivid descriptions of him having sex with this woman. All the boys are curious, right? The big point is. This is complete contradiction to his previous scene when he was in the dormitory during the, the summer camp where everyone's beating him up. Now he is a hundred percent everyone's attention, right? Yes, he is exactly. the most pot. He is, he, he's got everyone like listening to him and adoring uh, everything he's saying. Right. And then, uh, and then <laughs> thank you, Mike monkey man, Gary and Penny are siblings. Yeah, uh, sense, yeah. but the, uh, uh, is that right? One, yes, you're right. Then one boy, one boy behind him gets like, this story is bullshit. Like he's lying, he's lying, and the other guy's like, I don't care. Keep, keep going, keep telling the story, right? And then, then they do that, and then they all like all of a sudden they hear a noise, and they're all in, they all pretend to go to sleep, and who is it? But it's the woman. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> she walks into the dorm, finds the boy. He gets up. And they start making out. Yeah. And then the camera just goes behind him and it's a sea of 13 year old boys staring at them with awe, right. realizing that everything they heard was real. Right. And yeah. they're both like complete, like, oh my God. And you realize like, this is a horrible, horrible situation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like that's, that's the, the, the greatness of the movie is like, it, like it, it sort of puts you like that moment of realization. Harold and Mark though. Yeah, well, sure, absolutely. And the thing is, I mean, like, Harold, yeah, like Harold, and Ma, like Harold Mott is uh, is really unique because, like, that really does, uh, like, what's daring about Harold Mott is that it really does endorse its love story, and uh, like, and where he's like he's eighteen in that movie, um, and Woodrow Ruth Gordon is supposed like supposed to be like eighty something, right? Um, and so that's testing the boundaries of uh, a legitimate love story. Uh, whereas this movie like makes you feel legitimate feelings and then keeps on pulling you out of it to hit you in the face, to smack you in the face, you know, like this, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like the, like you, like you, like you fall into the scene because of the way that it's done. And then it snaps you back out of it to say like, what the fuck am I thinking? Uh, Over and over and over again. But there's a, a, a suspension of belief or it's just like, I, I didn't, it just seems so artificial. So absolutely. And absolutely. But, but entertaining that I didn't, I wasn't offended as much as. Yeah. No, like, I, I think that that's, that's the, that's the delicate thing that this movie does. It's like the movie is meant for hard to, to do. 
Yeah, exactly. Because like the the movie, oh, yeah. especially the, in the last in the last half of the movie, like there's long scenes that play very very straightforwardly, right? And yeah. uh, and like with real sort of uh, mel- like not melodramatic as in a, as a criticism, but real melodramatic music that's meant to sort of heighten the emotion and all this kind of stuff. And right. what it's using this technique to connect you to real emotions within yourself, so that you can't just hector what is going on here, right. like. Like it's like like the movie is pointing, keeps on pointing back at you over and over again, and it pulls out to remind you of the artifice of the story, but you're like, oh shit, you're right. No, I was suckered into that for a second, and I really felt something. But it's, what's also it's interesting the punchline is of the film: the, the boy, even though he's 13 years old, and acknowledges the fact that he's 13 years old, he is so far intellectually more mature and than everyone else, right? Absolutely. Including his own parents, which we'll get right. to that point in a second, right? right. Like right. his. Everyone in this movie is completely absurd except for that boy. And that's the irony is that he's 13. Like the, the right. fact that he's a 13 year old boy is the irony of that statement. Like, he, right. like, right. And so while this feels like, you know, in it's, and it actually plays, it says how incorrect this relationship should be. Right. It right. is also the best relationship she has. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because then, which is, which is in the, in the way the movie is using that is an indictment of, french men of men but right. like it's a very french movie and so like it's like it's saying like this is how fucking ridiculous you all are right like it's it's, it's basically what the movie is like teeing up the whole time to say this like you yeah. fucking morons like you you it's it's super anti-chauvinism <laughs> it's, it's anti-chauvinism anti like faux intellectualism yeah anti like it's it's like this movie is a zillion percent against the the uh, the the fantasy French man of right. that of that moment, uh, yeah. and how, how men how how men in general across the world can fall into intellectual men can f- fall into feeling about themselves and the self. Yeah, way. and and really when they come, the best scene to really explain that, besides the Floris Henderson scene, um, <laughs> is the when they go to the hospital, they're wearing those goofy sweaters. And all the oh, women god. in the – that was the greatest hospital, by the way. Oh, my god. It was and, so funny. So fucking funny. I oh think god. it was the same hospital as the, 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 the diving bell and the butterfly. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Same. You, same I was thinking of the same thing. But the movie yeah. – the theater they went to, that was the coolest lobby, the green lobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's great. But I just felt like, no, I wanted her to stay at the hospital with all the women. Yeah, no doubt. Like, no, 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 no doubt. Just stay. Just stay. Yeah. And these two, and like, these the two fucking sweater? cartoon morons come in. <laughs> Wearing the same sweater, which, by the way, looks sweater. like the itchiest sweater in the world. It looks like you would you would get a rash from wearing this sweater. It's so yeah. thick. And by yeah, the way, there was a lot of Rushmore at the end where he's just playing pool, trying to be oh, like yeah. super like beyond his age. And right. there, was, there was something about it that was just very uh, – well, we'll, 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 we'll get to that in a second. But there's another scene that I absolutely love, which, which, which plays into the ending as well. But I think – I believe this was at the, at the, at the uh, summer camp when they're talking about music. And he's talking about how – you know, of course, the guy's talking about how awesome Mozart is. And the kids are like, oh. it's like, well, well, Mozart's fine, but you can't just limit yourself to Mozart. What about Brahms? What about Chopin? What about that? And they're like, who? Don't tell me about Beethoven. He was yeah. – you know, like – it's like no Mozart's the only one that matters because it's the only thing I learned. Yeah, it's the <laughs> yeah. only name I know. Yeah, it's exactly. the only name the I know. Mozart. Yeah, exactly. I can tell you what book I was, you know, like what what number that book is. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah. funny. Yeah, it's so, totally true. But yeah, so like that's the like you know like uh, like the the way this movie sums itself up is like right. uh, it like nobody gets away clean in this movie at all. Like everyone, no. like everybody gets laid based. Yeah, yeah everyone, everyone, everyone involved. So the parents are also involved in this, and and just to show how absurd and off the rails it goes, the 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 mother finds out that he's been this kid has been kidnapped. The 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 because they call the mother. <laughs> Mm-hmm. from the telephone booth and say, yep. he's just going away for the weekend with us just for a few days. Don't worry. It's not a kidnapping. He's with us. And they're like, ah, they call the cops. Of course, the mother drives to the school to find out what's going on. At which point she has a car accident out yes. of nowhere. Right? Yeah, right, right. The neighbor, the neighbor, the neighbor, <laughs> the guy with the, with the pastis and the, and the, and the vegetable stand finds the mother Right. Starts to who's who's passed out in the car, right? Yeah. Starts to fondle her slightly. And as, she's like, as, this is straight out of David Cronenberg's crash, right? Here. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. And it's happened. like, oh look, she's oh, it's a beautiful woman, and she's still still warm. I been think he said she's still warm, right? Yeah, yeah, she's uh, yeah, yeah. And so it takes her out of the car. She wakes up from being passed out, complete loss of memory. Mm. At which point they start to make out in front of the car crash. Right. And that is, as far as we know, the fate of the mother. She is yep. now with someone else, the neighbor. Right. So somehow the absurd mother and the absurd neighbor get together, and right. that's how they play it off in the movie, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's hysterical. It's and hilarious. And, and, and also when it, when it came to that scene, I was just like, just like you were listening to everybody, like, you know, Annie Hall and all, like all uh, our Broadway Danny Rose that ripped from this, Wes Anderson. That's when I was like, fucking David Cronenberg has ripped from this movie. Because I mean, he made <laughs> The entirety of the movie Crash is that joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's a 90 minute version of that joke. Yep. Yeah, it's really, really wild. It's really, really wild. And so then now the boy. That's a very, it's a very hard movie to make what we're talking about. Right. Because it's really, you're, you're kind of teetering the edge on some of the themes and stories and like particularly the subject matter. I mean, it, and it's just, it holds it. And to hold those characters together. But yeah, really, I think, I think there's a reason. Shocked. Right, shock. like, that was like it's really yeah really like, and shocked and and the thing is like that's the thing it's like it's not a shock like a uh a, a visceral like um you know uh uh surprise gory horrible shock you know right. like a like an explosion shock it's more like you you are shocked into uh like you're shocked into these moment of having emotions in this movie that is ridiculous. And, and because of that, it's upsetting that you're like part of you, part of your brain wants to take the moment seriously over and over and over again in this movie and right. makes you identify with people who are like terrible people, like hideous people and right. they're doing hideous things. Uh, and that's the, that's the greatness of the movie is like, it, it keeps on sweeping you up in that. And like, I think that it's, it's easy for movies like for, like I keep on bringing up Irreversible. Like Irreversible is a good movie, but it's it's a once I watch it once movie for me. Right. You know, like and it's a, it's a it's a brutal and horrifying like movie. Star Wars. Yeah, man, obviously a brutal and horrifying movie like Star Wars. And the uh and like you watch Irreversible, you 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 have the ride of Irreversible and then you never watch Irreversible again. Um whereas this movie is like you're it rings a it rung a bell really deep in my head that was so that's just a theme park film then 
Yeah, like I don't mean to be super critical of Irreversible. I think that like no, no, but I'm saying to watch it once and not do it again. It's it's a theme. theme it's a theme park film. Yeah, exactly. And like because I think that Irreversible is a good movie, um, but it essentially is. But it's hard to watch a movie because of the subject matter and everything else. It's like I okay, I've seen it and I'm glad I did, but I don't want to go through that torture. There's no reason for me to go through that again. The one I've seen twice is or a bunch of times is Enter the Void. Yeah, that I love. I think that's his best movie. Right. Really yeah, yeah. That's a really good movie. like the visuals on that alone are. But like, it's it's much more like from a movie like Irreversible, you get sort of, you get an immediate shock, but it's not a very deep uh, event to me. Like, it's like it's horrifying. We agree that it's horrifying, and that's pretty much all you can say. Whereas a movie like this, like your brain's like, what the fuck do I do with this movie? Yeah. You know, like it, like it's it's so it's sort of so slippery. Right. That uh, it's 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 very upsetting, but very compelling and very very funny all the time. And, and then very you, contemporary. And Meaning very contemporary. a lot of that style is like that's from the late seventies. Right. Yeah. Like there was a right. lot of the tempo and the style. I was like, God, that is like that's yeah. modern day I comedy. Know. And Wes Anderson yeah. very much in that. You're yeah, and as right. Monkey Man brings up, uh, spanking the monkey is another good reference for this. Yeah, that, exactly. Right, yeah, yeah, where you're just yeah. like yeah. Uh, that you you feel churned up from watching this movie in in a really like a really interesting way. And it's a challenging movie in a real way, um, and especially for me, it's just like I love when comedies uh, get to be like have it like like when comedies can be like as silly as this movie basically is but have the depth of the effect that it's had like that's really really rare usually right. you have like surface funny silly gags and it's a riot and then that's it or you have comedies that are barely funny but very have very serious meanings this manages to have both you know like the effect that that it has on me is is profound and upsetting and the way that it gets there is by being utterly ridiculous and yeah. i'm just like that's a that's a real fucking thread to, to there was a there was a so there was a there's a scene where the, the cops are interrogating uh the two guys and the tries to give this long emotional speech about <laughs> yeah. about like if that you know this is what we did and and, and if and if that's it we did it out of love we did it yeah, for this and if that's kidnapping nope. then you might as well just put the cuffs on me now and put me in jail and it's like <laughs> yep they go to jail it's they like go to jail. <laughs> it's a little hilarious and if that's kidnapping then put me in jail we put you in jail what are you talking <laughs> about <laughs> and then the next thing and this is obviously it's the ending in the movie and i'm you know obviously big spoiler alert for everyone's watch it's still worth watching the whole thing i guarantee you guys you're gonna enjoy it but basically the father comes back completely devastated because he's lost his wife who's now basically you know lost her memory and living with the with the vegetable salesman yeah, right. uh <laughs> drinking pastis yeah, or whatever right. they're doing um and the father is sitting there he comes home and he's depressed the boy is sitting at his father's desk like uh -huh. he's the adult of the house, right? Yeah. Right. The the you realize that the woman is now in the house dressed in a maid's costume. Right. <laughs> She's now right. infiltrated the household as right. the maid, mm -hmm. right? At which point the father is very sad, sits in his chair. This is by the way of also a very stereotypical French male portrayal, right? Right. You sit in your chair and you have your drink when you get home. Right? right, that's your 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 aperitif that that you sit down, usually a scotch or something like that. He goes, serve me a scotch. So the boy serves the man a scotch as a shivas, I believe. That's what he gets, right? 
and he gives him a big drink because he's very depressed because he's his wife is not home and the boy says i have some news for you <laughs> the maid she's pregnant and yeah. i'm the father <laughs> and the father says put on brahms music it's amazing and turn it up very loud right and then outside you have wait no 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 and then then he cuts it again and now the scene is the music's still playing the father has had a severe stroke right right is wearing the sweater the sweater the sweater is in a real cosplay of all time by the way i have to say anyone cosplays that at a convention that's the a plus for film (laughs) his hand his hand is shaking you know he can barely barely operate they're serving him some some they're they're giving him something to drink she is very pregnant Mm. and the boy who's still a young boy wearing you know overalls like a like a like a kid and he's playing pool in the pool in the billiard room and the music's playing loud the two men are outside the house looking in trying to see what's going on right. and they're just like what is that she's pregnant, yeah, well, she's pregnant. and it's like what is that music i was like i don't know but it ain't mozart, it ain't mozart. <laughs> <laughs> and then it pans to a drummer and he goes the end of the and then they walk down the street and just together the two men together which is confused together and that's the end of the movie and it's just yeah, it's just wild. crazy. It's wild. I love yeah. this movie. Absolutely wild movie, and like, and I but really that, think that, that the way they walked in the beginning, where after the cafe, that was also like, um, uh, bottle rocket. Yeah, yeah. it's just the yeah. way you, the camaraderie between the two guys, like two dunces, like right. Yes, dunces, yeah. but it, there was something about it. I just, it was, I was really shocked how ahead of its time it was. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think you're right. I, I really wonder if you go to Wes Anderson, it's like, was Bottle Rocket influenced by either oh, yeah. uh, going places or 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 uh, take out your hand? Get but out he's your old, but he's a he's a giant uh, French film fan to start off with. Like his next movie right. is called The French Dispatch, as a matter of fact. Um, I want to see that. Yeah, and Did it like, come out? A, not yet, no. Um, but like the. Yeah, like this is a, it's, it was, it was pretty shocking to see what an influence this clearly was on so many major filmmakers that we dig. And, and it's weird that this movie has sort of disappeared. But then again, it's also not weird because this is not a movie that I think many people will feel comfortable even bringing Oh, in France, this is like, oh, everyone knows this film. Sure. But that's because it's France. But America, like, this is, this is a pretty. This pretty would make people movie. extremely uncomfortable in the yeah. United States. Mad. They would make it extremely mad. Like, people would, if, if this movie came oh, out. Well, this would it start riots, cancel yeah, this, culture, yeah, this, everything. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonfire. Yeah. Bonfire. Yeah. yeah. Bo- both both the, the extreme left religious people would have start a fire, yeah. and the extreme, uh, I'm sorry, extreme right religious people start a fire, extreme left, you know, super anti, like, they, everyone would have a and no one no one would be able to unless right. like, this is the, so that's why like I, the only I, person in america who would really enjoy this film and talk about it how this great film would be bill burr because bill he's Mar. the one who's like yeah, bill exactly. Mar. yeah sorry yeah, bill, bill Mar, exactly and bill burr probably too but yeah, you know, like, burr. The, the, like, <laughs> the thing is that this is the like yeah fuel fuel in the queue fires uh, <laughs> like, like, yeah like because this it really does bring up a like a very like, because I mean, the 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 closest relation, the closest thing I can think of to this movie is uh, uh, Nabokov's no, Liz Lolita, and also Kubrick's Lolita, right? And like Lolita is an is a tremendous book. It's an incredible book. It's one of the best written books I've ever read, and it's not even the best um, Nabokov book. Um, 
uh, and also, oh, uh, pale, pale fires, like fucking, yeah. that's the winner, man. What, a, what an incredible book! But the um, uh, but you know, there's a strong push now to regard Lolita as uh, a bad book because it's because of its subject matter. I'm like, the fucking book is literally talking about the kind of monsters we know exist today, like. Like that's what it's about. <laughs> like that's yeah. what the book. Is, that's what the book is. And what's upsetting about the book is that it relates. It relates you to this monster. Humbert Humbert is a monster, right? But he's such a uh, desperate, moronic, uh, sad monster that it's hard not to feel pity for him reading the book. And that's the. That's what the book is saying. It's like, you know, it's much more. What is happening here is far more insidious than this is a, not a monster I could ever be. This is like this is an actual human being that I can understand. That's why it's terrifying, you know. And uh, there's also and- that snob essence, like Patrick character, yes. and mm-hmm. in Humbert Humbert, it's the mm-hmm. same thing, you know, like kind of the way he is with the just how snobby he is. It's, yeah, right. It's, it's not a pseudo intellectual, but he's, he definitely carries himself like that. Oh yeah. I mean like this, I mean like, uh, like, uh, like James Mason in Kubrick's movie is like, is perfect casting for Humbert Humbert because like, I like James Mason as an actor, but he is a snobbish asshole. Like, I mean, that's like, that's what he plays best. And what the, the reason the movie works is because though James Mason is an absolute fucking grinding douchebag, he is more likable than anyone else in the movie. Like everyone else is a, is adult, right. You know, and Shelly, uh, Shelly Winters is an idiot and, you know, Claire Quilty is, is hard is a horrible creep and all this kind of stuff. So you're sort of forced into, uh, forced onto the side of Humbert Humbert, right? Whereas the person who's really sort of in control of the movie is Sue Lyon as Lolita. I like Sue, her in that film. Oh, she's terrific, man. Yeah. And it's like, that, and that movie is, and that movie does exactly what this movie does, which is like, it leads you into this sort of pathetic melodrama where like Humbert Humbert is revealed not to be some classy suave guy who's you know like hooked up with this you know disgustingly young girl like it's it reveals him to be a sham and a shambles and a and and like not even like a scary monster just like a a a gross desperate one right and that's the point of these things it's not to it's not to endorse what's happening it's to fucking point out that this is like this is why the shit is so insidious when you find out that jeffrey epstein has a fucking client list of like a thousand people like it's filled with humbert humberts that's what's happening right and uh and like it's it's much more like people that you can that you think of as as not monsters before you know what they've done you know uh and like that's the 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 like the usefulness of a of a book like that of a movie like that especially like i love kubrick's movie and i think it's hysterical is because these movie the movie is so deceptive and it pulls you on board with the charming james mason getting away with this sort of like silly comedy right and then at the end of the movie is like the movie basically turns on you and said what the fuck are you doing why are you supporting this guy like because the first half is played like it's a romp, and then the second half goes, "You're you are the fucking idiot, audience," right. you know. And like this, this movie does much the same kind of gag. It starts it way earlier, but like it 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 keeps on. It's sort of like it keeps on pulling you in and slapping you out, and pulling you in and slapping you out over and over again. Um, that it's really unlike anything I've ever seen. 
Like it's a, it's a really, it's a very, very uh, uh, deep and bizarre and unpleasant movie on many levels, but I think to extremely good effect. And it's also really fucking funny. Like it's a, it's a, this is, this is an extremely, extremely rare movie. Yeah. Um, what made you think of this, Chris? Because you just came out of the nowhere with this. Like, was it something you always wanted to show us? I yeah, I've always loved this movie. I've I, I've always been fascinated by this and going places. Going places, like I said, is 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 even uh, more absurd than this. Uh, just to give you an idea of going places, like it's the two guys, but they're the same two guys, but in that and they are. Uh, what you would call uh, uh, thugs that like street thugs, <laughs> right? And they do street thugs things to things. There's also another woman involved who has a very similar role where she basically does not emote anything at all. Right. Uh, and it's, she also plays a proxy for their own love for each other. Same thing. There you go. Uh, but uh, what also happens, like, for example, is they go to, for example, they decide that there's a way in going places. They decide there's a way to get women to have sex with them. And they go to a prison for women and wait for the women who come out who haven't had sex. And it's like, let's have sex with you. And so they found this older woman. Mm -hmm. I forgot who it is. She's a very famous actress, but she Mm -hmm. plays this woman who just got out of jail. Right. Mm -hmm. At which point, she is this beautiful scene where she totally like, like gets in it and they're like, and they're like, and they're, and they said, yes, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. And she has like this incredible passionate threesome with the three of them. <laughs> and uh, when they wake up, she's committed suicide. Uh, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll check it out, man. I, 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 the, I, the movie called? Going, going the American tells going places. The problem right. I have is that it, 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 you know how this movie has like a complete absurd ending where it goes like with the car yes. crash and all that other stuff. The French version has a, in, in going places goes really even more absurd and ridiculous mm-hmm. right where i mean essentially in the in the french version of the ending of going places Depardieu and patrick what's his name they end up becoming transvestite prostitutes right, right. and the girl is like their pimp and it yeah, just, it's like, like just completely yeah. goes off the rails right. and it's, right. it's very absurd yeah uh, like- and and that's the way it ends and it's hilarious but right. uh, uh, but it's yeah it's a little it's but it's, yeah like stuff stuff tough. like this it's like stuff like this like you, you push it two three steps further and then you end up with you know 120 days like Salo you end up with Salo right you know and where it's just like where like if the if like finding the line where if you if you go any further like I can't follow you right. you know but finding that well one step back where I ride ride with you the whole movie. Uh, and get messed up by the movie, like that's the sweet spot. Yeah. Especially when, especially with something that's is so seemingly light as this movie, I was just like, I was shocked. Dude. Right. And it's just like, it's like a McMonkey Man in the credit in the uh, in the chat says the sister discussion to can you uh, can you separate problem artists from their art is the quote can you make stuff about problematic subjects? They they really happen. It's the fine line of exploring versus being gratuitous, uh, and. Uh, and I think that this is this is the thing. It's just like it's so like we're in a we're in a place in uh, American culture anyway, where we like to see things drawn very clearly and vividly, where we know that we are the good guys and we see 
the bad guys as very vivid cartoons. We only want to have things shown to us that support our feelings and make us feel like we're good people. That we that we're good people. And yeah. like, when, when when the real the real fact is that you know actual evil is really slippery. And there's a reason why it right. gains so much traction. And right. so like the, uh, and so like seeing movies that, uh, understand, you know, like the life, it's like I brought it before, like when, uh, McMonkey Man brought up Big, like Big is a perfectly good movie. And it's a very charming, sweet movie. And I totally endorse Big, right. but Big, it like, it doesn't understand itself very well and doesn't understand what it's saying. So if you think about it too hard, you go, wait, 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 what, what are you saying? <laughs> you know, and I, what movies really need to do is work like this one does, which is like, I, I so well know what I'm saying that I can, uh, I can really control your experience so right. that instead of blaming the film, you will start investigating yourself, which is the point of why we're doing it. Right. You know, and I, I think that like, it's, it's a, I mean, I think that obviously for the past, you know, for the past four years of extremely heightened politics, you know, um, the natural sort of arch positions we all take on everything um, has been more or less useless. You know, it doesn't help anybody to be, you know, just screaming insults left and right. Yeah. But like I was, it was so like after Trump was gone and I've said this on Facebook, I was just like, it was so nice to see my Facebook stream be mostly pictures of food. I had forgotten what that was like. Right. I was like, yeah. we have this, we have this moment now when we can relax our, uh, like hyper, uh, vigilance, uh, vigilance against, uh, people like Trump. And we can actually start to get back to what I think is good, which is stuff like this. It makes you think, uh, which would not have been welcome anywhere in the past four years. Like this movie, if this came out two years ago, like people would have set something on fire. Um, but I do feel confident in talking about this movie, at least on this show, because right. I think that people like it, people can watch it in the right context and get what it's doing, even though it is definitely shocking. It's definitely shocking. I'm not denying that it's not a shocking film, and I'm not denying that some people are going to be very offended by this sure. film. They right. should be offended by this film. That is kind of the point. But right. don't feel self-righteous. The whole point, you know, especially when you look at that scene in the dormitory where he's talking about having sex with her, the whole point is that somehow part of you finds something that you relate to when you were 13 right. years old. That is you realizing, oh, you know, those feelings I had? everyone had them and somehow if they were real, they would be really, really wrong. Right. right somehow right. something exactly. about it, you realize like, Oh wait, this, if that really happened to me, that would be horrible. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. kind of the thing about fantasy, right? Fantasy, <laughs> fantasy usually involves things that shouldn't be. Right. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. <laughs> right? So certainly like, for instance, if you look at superhero movies, like, like I love Batman films. Do right. I want Batman to actually do no. I want someone in real life to act like that? For fuck's sake, no. My God. That's a horrible thing. Vigilante is not <laughs> a good idea. It's hideous. It's absolutely right. yeah, but you, you kind of cheer that on. Yeah, of course, because I feel that. Right. Like like because like the the the, the greatness of that is like like you know, you, you take the great Batman stories, 
uh, actually all operate like this movie where they essentially like they bring you on board with the argument of just like sometimes you have to take justice into your own hands right and then yeah. yeah exactly and like and it and it appeals emotionally to you so strongly that like you get on board with that feeling right and then the the really great batman stories sort of knock you off that pedestal at the end you know like which is essentially what the the dark knight does or the killing joke if you read the comics you know and like that's the like that's the responsible way to use these kinds of tropes and these kinds of uh it's like you want to suck people in and then make them think about what they agreed to like that's powerful and in fact i mean you to, think the maybe, joker did that yeah, I think that I think that's the in terms of live action movies, that second one is the closest it's come to. Doing Which is right. and what was the reaction to Joker? Cancel culture. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? exactly. And right? I think that like the like I thought I it was that, just the king of comedy, but I liked it. Yeah, like the thing is, for instance, like King of Comedy does it perfectly. King oh, of Comedy yeah. is a perfect movie. Joker is a is a good movie that doesn't do it as well. You know, like I enjoy Joker; it's a good movie. Um, but uh, but like King of Comedy is it knows exactly what it's saying. And yeah. so it really, really puts you in the hot seat. Uh, and as funny as the movie is, like it's a really upsetting movie. And uh, okay. and and that's and like that's the kind of stuff. Like because I feel like to say something broad, if I'm going to say something broad about art at all, it's like all art is the 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 reason for art is to make you examine what you be, believe and feel. Like that's but it. They don't do that now. It now it's it, it's it's easy. It's yes. uh, it, I don't. It's not to. It doesn't challenge you. It's it doesn't challenge itself, right? Yeah. It doesn't because it because they because things refuse to challenge themselves. They I become bad stories. Like committee. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got to be satisfied, and I think that like yeah. this is the like this is actually part of the like you can see like this. this Talk about a wide ranging conversation, but if you look at Star Wars, like the way that Star Wars has sort of broken up into various groups that are angry at other groups for liking the wrong kind of star Wars, right? This kind of stuff. Like everyone wants the, the movies to say what they want the movie to say, as opposed to listening to what the movie is saying. Like, and so the movies are basically built to try to, you know, congratulate you for being such a good person. I'm like, what kind of fucking movie is that? <laughs> like what? Right. why like why why do i need that you know that's like that's just jerking off like that's there's nothing there's no story to that at all there's which is a little bit i think i mean i mean maybe partially that's was somebody reaction i had when i watched idiocracy as well right right yeah it's like, self, oh, it's look at that. right look at that trump supporters blah. Yeah. you yeah. know it's like <sighs> yeah i'm not i'm not getting anything out of this i'm just like i'm just patting myself on the back and saying and I realized our whole argument about the whole idiocracy thing and, and our, and our listener, which I still think he has a very valid point, but. Oh, it's great. His email was fantastic. I want his to email is really good. Yeah. I just think that it's still an example of, of people sometimes uh, pointing and laughing at other people. Yeah. But now at this particular case, you are supposed to be pointing and laughing at the value, right? You oh, are, for sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. But we are also partly him. You know, like that's the, right. the genius. Of this it's movie pointing and laughing at him and realizing, like, oh, when I say things like that, I sound like an idiot. This is what I am, exactly. Right. And like that's like, and we are. We are sitting right. here, sitting uh, intellectualizing movies and being uh, <laughs> idiots totally. about it. And really, we have no. We shouldn't be. <laughs> our opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Like this is this is like <laughs> get, yeah. Get some fucking perspective, Dan Thron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Stop yeah. talking out of your ass all the time. It's and funny. you know, sometimes we're wrong. 
wrong. Like, you know, your particular view of, of uh, a go to dragon tattoo is, is wrong. So that's that only, only on that one point. <laughs> Clearly we are both. Wow. <laughs> I love, I was thinking about that. I was like, what's really hilarious is that we totally agree on that movie, except for that one, thing. one point. <laughs> and you were adamant about it. <laughs> uh, I'm adamant. I'm adamant. But that was a, that was a, that, uh, if anyone hasn't, uh, this is for later listeners. If you haven't heard our girl, with the dragon tattoo, uh, episode. That's one of the greatest debates that has ever been on Martini Giant, and it's over such a small but very important divisive yeah. element of this movie. Right. Quite hysterical. Over a three-hour podcast, we talk about one problem we had in yeah. close as close to a yelling match as Dan and I have had. Although yeah. we've had it's, another one, I forgot. I forgot what was the other was this, big this, fight we had? We had another really big fight no, about we, something. We've gotten, we've gotten into like you know, fiery debates before, but this was yeah, like, no, no. this is both energetic and super fun. And the thing is, I don't like we weren't even like we weren't even arguing over whether or not something was true. Like we were arguing about the sort of the depth of whether uh, the depth of culpability, like that was pretty much it. It's like, and to say it to the audience, it's whether or not my, here's the, here's the fiery thing that I said is that I think the villain of girl with a dragon tattoo is Daniel Craig and man, oh man, nobody agreed with me on that one. <laughs> no, yeah. wait a minute. I want to step in there. I didn't, I, it's, I never said just to clarify that I don't agree with you. I just thought you were full of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what i'm saying exactly so exactly so and so like this this movie to, to bring it back around this movie is the perfect movie to come in and say to the audience you're full of shit like that's basically what this movie right. is about and and that's what i really really that's what i really loved and in, in, in this think, movie what i like to see in film i think what's hard in and i just realized like after we've gone through this whole description what's really hard is to is how this movie at least the way I see it truly portrays the woman who is practically a vegetable throughout the movie right. as being an extremely strong person. Yeah. Like somehow her character is, in a very subtle way, you realized how much on top of everything she really was the whole time. Yeah. I mean, like she's like, the reason why she's utterly bored is because these dude, these dudes are children. Like, like, what do you expect? These, 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 right. these two guys are complete. Like, they they pretend to be adults, and they are not. Like, of course, she's bored and and listless in this relationship. Like, you're look at who you're married to, you know. And uh, and and she is in in complete control of this entire scene. They're looking. We're seeing it from their point of view. So they think this must be something wrong with her, you know. But no, it's something wrong with you. You guys, like, you got you guys are the ones who are clowning around and 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 congratulating yourselves yeah it's really it's a really it's a really fucking weird movie man i, I th this is what i agree with I, I agree with eric this is one of your best choices for sure definitely yeah. a, a, a difficult I, I, have to say, I was blown away that it won academy award too yeah 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 again that's because it was 1978 and you can make a movie like that in 1970. Think about what kind of movies were made in America in 1978, daring movies, things that Absolutely. you actually, things that were worth exploring. So right. that would Three. make sense. I, listen, there are, <laughs> there are a lot of people, there are a lot of, and, 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 and you guys can email us all you French, French people out there. I know that, 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 that uh, our good friend Bertrand listens to the podcast and he doesn't listen to it live, but he'll, 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 he'll email me. He always does, which is nice. Like, this film is not necessarily a, a film that the French people are proud of anymore because they are dealing with 
their own cancel culture too. Of course. Right? Yeah. And they're like, oh no, this is wrong. It's about, you know, a, a woman having sex with a 13 year old boy. And it's like, well, yes, that's the, that's the irony. Yeah, I think like, the movie agrees with you. The movie agrees that that is yes. wrong. Right. Like, that's the idea. Like that is yes. the idea. And I think that that's the like I think that the that is the like you know this is the have, oh go ahead. Have the tides turned in France uh, pertaining to this movie, Chris? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a famous film. Uh, uh, there, definitely a famous film. Uh, uh, I I think the first time I ever saw this movie was at a. They did some kind of a film festival uh, at Rice, and this movie came out. And I was like, I've never seen that movie. And I went to see it. And I was like, this is unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, so good. It was so good. Yeah. 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 But it's like, yeah, it's like the, I think that that's, you put the, you put a point on it by saying like, the, the issue is that people aren't talking about the movie. They're talking about like, the some the the the, tw- the tweet about the what is in the movie and they're angry that that this exists rather than anything that the movie might be saying right, right. and so like the 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 problem with this kind of attitude towards art or towards anybody any to or towards people is that if you uh if you're just saying you know like uh there like there are magic things that you cannot talk about you know and and if you talk about them then you are automatically a villain, right. right? Then, then this actually closes off any reasonable discussion about any of this, right. and then everything that gets that should be talked about continues to go on, right? You know, like there's like the 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 idea of like yeah, like I'm I we can't even I can't even trust people with seeing this kind of information, regardless of what it is saying, is a really cynical way to look at people. You know, like you should trust people to. Well, understand like to see things and understand and think about stuff the thing is right if you look at this if you if someone says well what's this movie about it's like well it's a story about uh, a guy who loves his wife but doesn't she doesn't uh uh she doesn't know what's not making her happy so he donates her to a to the stranger the the they and she's so she's having sex with two men and decides that the only person she's really in love with is a 13 year old boy and she ends up having sex and having the 13 year old boy's uh, uh, kid right. like that's a horrible story if you think right. about if, it if, just you, if, you're really, if, if you're gonna judge it based upon that sentence yeah that's right. something that, yeah, like that's a like, horrible story right. so so you're gonna go like oh crap right this is like a terrible terrible story right. and then they're like okay but but the fact is if you take the time to watch the whole film you'll realize how seeped in irony this is right and, and what and what it's what it's really trying to talk about what it's really trying to criticize and how you are a part of it which is right which is scary for people because and, people, and, don't, people don't want to look at themselves and and think about that kind of stuff but it but it executes it on many levels it executes it on brilliant writing it executes right. it on hilarious acting because the acting is extraordinarily no, theatrical yeah, yeah like yeah, it's, 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 cartoonish. it's yeah it's cartoonish, right? Yeah. Like the scene of the, the two of them describing Mozart, uh, you know, like his, the, his fantasy of Mozart coming That's up to their apartment. So and funny. the way he's like, the, the other guy's looking at him, he's like, oh, oh, yeah, to keep going with the story. This is awesome. Like, it's yeah. like his like goofy it's look goofy. on his face. Right. It's, and it's such an extreme that like no one would really act that way. But it right. was hilarious. It's obviously made as a comedy. And right. Depardieu is a very 
funny person. In oh, and, and like, and that scene in itself, I mean, if like to tie up what the movie is saying, essentially, like these guys go off in this fantasy of like, what if Mozart came to our, our, this apartment right now and knocked on the door, the knock on the door actually happens. Right. And it's the creepy Nate. neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's basically the, what the story is selling. Is selling you Was it food shelf. seller or something? Yeah, yeah, he sells legumes, which is a uh, uh, vegetables. He sells like he's a he's basically a vegetable salesman. You right. know, he has to go open a store, like you know, it's probably a corner store where he sells vegetables, whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. But yeah, like this, this is the I, like I am, I. It's hard to find movies that are actually challenging these days, mm-hmm. and so I really like to celebrate and and push them forward. Like I actually, I did see it. Like the, I, I saw a movie that I really, really enjoyed uh, last week uh, called, uh, let me get the title correct because it just slipped out of my mind. One second. Airport 77? A, uh, what is it? Pro- oh, yeah. Uh, Promising Young Woman. Promising, yeah, Promising Young Woman. Um, and uh, which is a revenge, revenge movie. Um, a, uh, and it's about a woman who, uh, like essentially in the beginning of the movie, like you see that she is uh, tr- like, she uh, goes to bars and acts super drunk to uh, attract guys that would try to date rape her. And then essentially reveal to them that she is not drunk at all. And that's the revenge portion of the movie starts from there. Um, and it's a, it's a movie that is very uh, anti uh, current male culture, and uh, yeah. uh, and it's a really it's a really harsh, really brilliant movie. And what's really good about it is that it doesn't take an easy road at all. And it actually says like it doesn't just go guys are bad and isn't it funny when they suffer. Like that's you know I'd laugh at that movie too. I like revenge movies, but well, this that's movie, coffee, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like man, I love that movie. It's a great movie, you know. And so like that, like I'm I'm completely down with that movie also but what makes this movie work is that it does that and then adds a whole other level to it which is much more self-reflective uh and it's it's really extraordinary and uh, i was surprised to see that it got um uh and uh, dave 3d guy brings up hard candy is another one uh or uh sorry to bother you yeah. is another one i've talked about where it's just like where it, you there's the movie you think it's going to be and then it's the movie that it actually delivers is much much more um, uh, tough on the audience than the audience expects, and that's what I like to see. It's like it's it's so exciting to see that, but you have to really, really, really hunt that stuff down. Right, like it's very, it, very. The, I mean, the thing uh, the thing that allows you to keep going through this movie is how funny it is. Absolutely, right? 100%. Because it is very funny. I mean, yeah. the jokes are jokes like the sweater yeah. jokes and the this yeah. and the action and you know and the fact that it's played straight only makes it funnier yeah like it's just, so, it's so how simple. long it takes the guy to to bring the pastis because it's so filled to the brim i yeah, mean just I that subtly you know it's like yeah. it's so filled to the brim and he's taking this long time and you can hear the little clink 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 of the ice as he's trying right. to like slowly slowly bring him the drink. jokes that i love that was in like dead men don't wear plaid with steve martin oh, yeah. with the coffee the coffee guy <laughs> <The coffee> <laughs> it's so like shiny, like, oh, every, time I, every time i think no it's not that's not as that, that's not as long or as funny as I thought it was. And then I go watch it on YouTube and I'm like, that is so fucking funny and unbelievably long. Like, like sifting the coffee into the pot is one of the funniest things you'll ever see. I'm going to make uh, you like, yeah. favorite. <laughs> but yeah, like the pastis bit. It's like, 
they, 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 he takes the pastiche sticks forever to carry the camera follows all the way over all, all the way over. over and he drinks the whole another thing one. and then it cuts back to the same angle of another pastiche stick <laughs> follows all the way over again oh it's fucking hysterical that was great absolutely great this is, yeah, and the neighbor's so, so like good. no no my doctor said no yeah, <laughs> and he's like yeah, drink yeah, the whole thing exactly. <laughs> what the doctors know Oh my what god! Yeah, yeah. So such such a nice surprise. Yeah, that was that was really that was really quite a a wild movie that we should probably caution people the contents of. But I think that it's it's worth the ride if you grit your teeth a little bit. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely worth yeah. it. Yeah, I mean we've watched you know questionable movies. So I, hey man, but what's it? Uh, what's uh, Bubby? Uh, bad boy, oh, Bubby. bad boy, Bubby. Yeah, this is yeah, nothing yeah. compared to Bad Boy, Bubby. Yeah, bad boy, Bubby, <laughs> this is nothing. I, if anyone in the audience hasn't seen Bad Boy, Bubby, I dare you to watch that without even looking up anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> and then I dare you not to turn it off after the first forty-five yeah. minutes. You have to watch the whole film. You have to watch the whole movie. Yeah. Because there, it is worth it. That is an e, that's an e-ticket ride. That's an e-ticket yeah. ride. Yeah. And is, is okay. Would you? Oh, okay. Interesting question. Is Bad Boy Bubby like Irreversible a one-time watch movie? No, absolutely no. no. Bad, right. bad, 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 bad Boy Bubby is a transcendent, beautiful experience. Right. And uh, and like it is absolutely worth uh uh going through again and like because i i think after i watched it i was like i don't know if i can ever watch this again uh but like i I've, I've since thought about it and just like that that movie knowing what comes in that movie uh makes everything all the rough stuff very worthwhile and also makes it more emotional uh, right. to me instead of being deadening like it was the first time it's actually like now you feel that pressure to escape right build up because you know that that is coming and it's right. really 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 something to see like i've gone back and watched little bits of it and i'm just like fuck that movie that's a movie is a shotgun it's insane that's an insane film i'm almost convinced when i uh, when i want to you know get out your handkerchiefs like because i knowing knowing going places as well which I I, I I somehow you guys have to we have to find a way to find that movie or see it or whatever but but you guys should watch it i don't we don't have to do a yeah, podcast about it but i want you guys to see it because it, for for the context because that movie is going places is like it's like oh whoa okay heavy duty right and then i have a feeling like okay, what if we did like a lighter version of this movie and we'll just, right. you know, and they made this movie, get out yeah. your handkerchiefs. And th and that's what was enough for it to get, you know, to, to get into the Oscars and everything else. Right. Right. Because it, yeah. I, yeah but the performance in this is fantastic. The, the direct, Absolutely. yeah, everything is good. Well, it's like, you know, there, there's movies like this. And the thing is like, you know, some of my favorite, very favorite films ever are movies that would have trouble getting, um, uh, release today, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, stuff like I mean, like I love um, Man Bites Dog, for instance. It's, I yeah, love absolute fucking masterpiece. Right. And I I just rewatched that just a few months ago with my son, and uh, and I was I was shocked. I was like, this movie is fucking insane. Like I was it, like, I yeah. forgot how how bracing that movie was. I told you guys I saw Man Bites Dog. Uh, uh, in the Latin quarter in Paris, like midnight. That's cool. That's yeah, I didn't know it. anything about it. Oh my god, what a fucking ride that movie is, man! Because that, like, I man, saw that when it came going. out. Keeps going. Monkey no matter what. going places on canopy. Oh, canopy is yeah. The, have you ever seen canopy? Canopy is really interesting. It's the um, app that like locates uh, uh, library trades, so you can watch anything yeah. that the, the public library has. 
if you have, have a card access to all sorts of stuff. Yeah, if you have a library card, then you get Canopy for free, and you can watch anything that public library. Is it available? Like someone can look it up. I don't know if I don't have that app. Yeah, we should so look someone that up. Look it up. Canopy's uh, great. Canopy. Canopy's really great. Yeah, that's the movie. It's on Canopy. There you go. Going places. You can watch it now. Thank you. There you go. Thank you, McMonkey Man. Nineteen seventy-four. Now, here's the thing. I wondered if it's the, because I've seen it and I've seen the French edit and the and the American edit and they're two different films. Uh, so there's, the American edit is actually just the opening credits and the end credits. Yeah, yeah exactly. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen Mad TV? Yeah. Mad TV did a like you know, and now for Sopranos on Pax TV, and it was like five <laughs> minutes long. It was really. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. It was like up and and cut cut. Yeah, that's the, that's fucking the, 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 the end. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. So Canopy is like a library or public? What is that? It's an app that uses your library card. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and, and people, and libraries around the country sign up with it, and you can, um, you know. Oh, is, that, they have that, that for your Kindle, too. Like, you can yeah. get a Kindle book on your library card. Yeah, basically. exactly. Exactly. Okay. Which is pretty goddamn handy, because that they have Libraries have weird shit. Like they have yeah. lots of weird stuff. Like yeah. I believe that. Uh, I, and McMuggy Man can check me on this. I go think... back to Chris's Citizen Kane story. It's like, how did that then end up there? Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, like there's a there's a movie that I've been trying to hunt down called um, On the Silver Globe, um, which uh, is a I think it's Polish science fiction film that looks absolutely wild. I found a copy online, but it was only in Polish, so I was like, oh. <laughs> so I'm looking for that. I think Canopy may have the English translation on that one. There was a reprint that was done just a couple of years ago. But yeah, like it's to find the really, really obscure stuff. That's the way to go. And I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna definitely look at that. I, okay, I gotta get up for a second. I'm gonna take a break, but you guys keep talking. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. There's a McMonkey Man says that there's a limit per month you can watch. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that someone stepped in and said, "Uh, you guys are renting out movies that have just came out. <laughs> like libraries are renting out the Avengers or letting out the Avengers." So they probably stepped in the way of that. But yeah, no, that's 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 some, that's some pretty good business. I like. I wish there was yet another service that went deep on those weird movies you can't find. Because like Criterion's great, uh, but I've heard of everything on. I've heard of I don't know seventy percent of everything on Criterion, and uh, I would like a. I would like to have a more, uh, a deeper, a finer grained version of Criterion that really brings up. Like Mubi is a little bit like that. Movie yes, I was really, about to say, really I have stuff. that bookmarked. Yeah, movie, uh, movies very good. Yeah, they, they get some. They get some really strange material. But, like, I think they go by the library, right? I don't know how they work. They're like they're really curated. Like they are very heavily curated, and like I, I, they they and they they find all sorts of very like weird new stuff, weird old stuff. Like they they do a really nice job. I felt like I made a decision between I had I was going to go with either movie or with Shutter, and this year I went with Shutter. And Shudder's actually paid off. Oh. I, I, like, I love horror movies of all kinds, and Shudder has paid off pretty well. Um, but I might, I might pick up movie, um, you know, uh, when things financially stabilize globally. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can't, I, I feel like that's uh, not unreasonable to be paying out too much money to streaming services. Seeing as though I'm getting near yeah, I, to playing to paying what I used to pay for cable. On rentals. Yeah, I got to yeah. I was going to do yeah. HBO Max but I pulled back. HBO Max is I would say HBO Max is worth getting rid of Netflix for. 
Like, no. yeah. Now, Netflix is great, but I watched, there's like two or three things. Like, I watch Netflix for their big premiere movies that they get, and maybe one show, two shows. Um, HBO, I watch daily now. HBO Max is oh. such a deep backlog. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, huh. that's been a much, much deeper because, and you don't have to chore through so much garbage. Like, Netflix is just, it's so choked with mediocre, Crap. dumb stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of dumb stuff, yeah. You know, it's in, like, you just have to sort through all that stuff. Yeah, the McMuggy Man brings up Painting with John episode two out now. I'm, that's I know. HBO. I love it so much. Like, he's only, uh, well, it's on Prime, I think, because I saw some the other night. Oh, uh, Fishing with John is on Prime. And Fishing with John yeah. is one of the great television programs that has ever been released. Yeah. So, Fishing with John. Fishing back, guys. with John. I made myself, I've been, uh, I've been making myself this little mocktail. Nice. It's, uh, it's, so basically, it's, uh, you, can, you guys can see it. It is, uh, I found this thing called Power of Seven Purple uh, from... Trader Joe's and it's like pomegranate juice and pomegranate and cherries and blueberries, all the blue, blue antioxidant stuff. Sure. And then I put in uh, a big splash of grapefruit bitters. Oh yeah. And and then I add, uh, 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 top it off with uh, a seltzer, uh, that has got a lime and ginger seltzer. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that's right. About that's as many. By the time it's over, it's 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 either delicious or it tastes well, like. What is in it? Is it alcohol? No. No, no. But it's either delicious or it takes like tastes like medicine because there's so many flavors involved. Are <laughs> you amazing. are you completely off uh, booze? For the month, uh, we'll it, see. You know, yeah. It's well, it's the thirtieth, so I mean, this is uh, this is your. <laughs> The grand finale mocktail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I may, I may take another week off booze because it's like, honestly, it's nice to wake up <laughs> without having had a drink the night before. You know, sometimes when you've had a bad day and you're in quarantine and you wake up the next morning, it's not going to make your day much better. <laughs> yeah, well, really. I am. I am very. Uh, I am a happier man since I dropped the booze. But because uh, you quit, it's I quit. two years more. Year. It's over two years. Yeah, it's almost almost three years. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, but yeah, it's like uh, you know, I'm 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 generally happier, uh, uh, less mood swingy, and all that stuff. But like, I can't imagine uh, being in the state that I was and then hitting quarantine. That would have right. been yeah. <laughs> that would have yeah been yeah. So I'm glad that I got clear way before that. That was a uh, <laughs> and Owen oh, McMonkey Man's been off since uh, early November. Nice work, nice work. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, right? Is like it's also like when when things got really depressing, and I was like, you know what? There's a, there's a lot of people. Who, there's a lot of people <laughs> who, who take January off alcohol, and I've never done it. I've never yeah. done a, a, a you know an alcohol free month or whatever. But I was like, why don't I try that? Because at least you know we'll see how this. The thing that's hard though, the thing that's hard, especially when you have a very busy, chaotic day. Is what do you do after that day is over? Because right. you're normally like, I, well, I can't wait for the quote unquote day to be over, and I can have a cocktail. And uh, now you're like, well, I got to do something else behind besides having a cocktail. <laughs> right? That's right. And oh, that yes. is that is that is the hard thing. It's like that habit of what you. And, what and you your answer is smoke crack. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not that necessarily. I'm like, well, okay, I have to have a project or something involved. That's you know, right. 
I do have an expensive habit now and you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, uh, <laughs> collecting Fabergé eggs. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fly fishing with Fabergé eggs. <laughs> it's exactly, yeah. It's, it's basically this, this fishing, like, I, I just like, I can't believe I just went back to the fly fishing store, bought mm-hmm. pink feathers and weird different hooks and some stick on eye. Like I spent $40 on random crap that it probably, you know, man, like, Compare that to the amount of money that I know that we used to spend, you know, on alcohol. Like, yeah. on alcohol. You know, it's like fly fishing is nothing compared to the, yeah, the extravagance of, uh, yeah. of good alcohol. Man, man. Not the, and the thing is, I mean, I don't mean to like, it, I, I thoroughly love great whiskey. My, my God, like that's, that was a, that's a tough thing to, to give up. And I don't mean to slag on anybody who's drinking it and, and please enjoy yourself. I totally, totally understand that. But right. it's fucking expensive. <laughs> it's well, I think that expensive. was an interesting experiment for me. And that, you know, again, it looks like I, 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 you know, I probably will, will, will end up, you know, going back to drinking. But, uh, but it, the, the, the point being, like, intellectually going through that exercise, it wasn't just like it's healthy or alcohol, right. but like, what does it mean to not have a drink at the end of the day? You know, what oh, I mean. Yeah. Right. And well, I know that's like silly that's, thing. That's, that's the thing that was hard right. for me because, like, like, chemically, it wasn't very difficult for me to give up at all. Uh, like I didn't, I didn't go through any like fucking hardship doing that. It wasn't, it wasn't like a, like I didn't, like it wasn't, it wasn't difficult. I mean, like I, I know people go through like really tough times quitting physical kids. withdrawal. Almost, yeah, like right. and uh, and I so I'm, I don't mean to uh, uh, belittle that. Uh, right. I I was very lucky. I did not have anything like that. It was very. It was that was fairly simple mm-hmm. um and uh and immediate but the but socially i had built so much around it that it was a mm-hmm. big change you know and yeah. like the idea of just being like oh yeah relax at the end of the day with blah 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 or hang out after work with so-and-so and right. you know and all that kind of stuff like everything just gets kind of wonky well um, here's the thing right we're in quarantine now so there is no socializing with someone at the end of the day with alcohol right yeah right it's true. you know it's I'm, I'm hanging out with my wife and she may have a you know uh uh something going on right like right. she, she may drink? have a, a glass of wine right. she does it certainly right. doesn't drink the way i was normally drinking some whiskey right so right. so so she, it's you know i'm just having a you know i'm just having a whiskey no listen listen whiskey and 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 fly tying is a great combination as well Except <laughs> if you add too much whiskey then you're gonna do a shitty job fly tying right you get a fly in your finger <laughs> <laughs> right oh it's just gonna look like crap it's not necessarily dangerous it's just gonna look like crap because you're like yeah. whatever yeah so uh uh yeah it's yep. there's a lot there's a lot of little problems Change, changing the way that like as mcmuggman said i went through the same, same thing smoking the timing and habits are harder to break than the doing of it yeah right. I, I, that was definitely my experience it was just like holy shit like this i built like uh like a groove for myself around this kind of jazz and finding a new groove is you know it's it's difficult but also as you found rewarding if you find the right thing right you know and you find fly fishing and then suddenly find fly fishing is the fucking zone man and that's it find the zone yeah you know it's interesting uh uh last weekend and again tomorrow uh i went fishing with uh a guy who listens to the podcast and he got into fly fishing uh, completely because of me talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> huh. Right. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. He, fa- he went back, he went to the, the same fly store that I went to in, in, in the, in, uh, in the Valley. And, uh, they equipped him with all the stuff that he needed to do it. I mean, he's basically going down the journey. I went through about a year and a half ago. <laughs> right. 
Right. No, that's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty good. So, so Martini Giant has been effective for at least one thing. Yeah. You brought yeah. peace to somebody. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, and he's starting to tie flies too. And it's like, it's all that stuff. It's interesting. That's great. Uh, I, I, yeah, I I, that's great. I mean, if I, if, that's the thing, right? I, I was telling, I was telling Al this, Al said, you know, I want to give back. That's one of the things I want to do. I learned so much from people. I mean, he learned from the best of fly fishermen in the world. He learned from Lefty Craig and all those guys. Now, th those names don't mean anything. Lefty, Lefty, yeah, Craig. Lefty Craig is a very famous. Let's just look it up. Lefty Craig, look up fly fishing. Lefty Craig, he's like one of the most. Like, uh, they're like baseball. Players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lefty Craig, that's right. Righty Craig is no good. He's yeah. terrible. Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> he learned from those guys about fly fishing. And then so he says he feels like he needs to give back. And so that's why he's sort of taken me under his wing. Uh, and then I'm like, well, I want to make sure I do the same thing. And they, you know, and there's there's charities out there that are helping with kids and fly fishing as a, again, as, you know, ways to get out of being in gangs, <laughs> literally. Absolutely. Well, that's and what got you out of your yeah. gang. Right? Yeah, was, it's got me out of my yeah. out of my out of my uh, your yeah. CG gang, <laughs> my, ray my ray tracing gang. Ray tracing yeah. gang exactly. <laughs> well, the thing is, man, I like I, I think you're, I think you're right because I mean, like that's why I bring up um, Michael Mann's Miami Vice so much is if I can just make more people in the world watch Miami Vice as much as I do, I feel like it'll be a more peaceful place. Do you watch yeah. that much Miami Vice? Not 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 when the show, the movie, the I movie. Watched, oh, you really like the movie, Michael? Mann. I have seen I have seen the movie. I I've seen the movie at least once. I think if you averaged it out, I would I've seen the movie probably once every two weeks for the past two years. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like that is a that is a mesmerizing mesmerizing piece of art for me, and yeah. uh, and I I I I I don't know if I've ever successfully brought anybody on board with my obsession with that movie, but it is definitely a, a deep feeling I have. And when I when I need to zone out and find my fly fishing time, that's uh, that's a good that's, one. That's Miami Vice for me. That's uh, yeah. Get that's Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell on a rooftop on a, on a cell phone saying, "Patch me through to your sack." You can't beat that. I'm just saying. That's it. Patch me through. <laughs> <laughs> Patch me through to your sack. That's it. I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. That's it. Uh, Someone Lily says, "Do you want to try some veggie miso soup?" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's saying that to the audience. <laughs> no, she said it. To the uh, uh, yes, that's awesome. Uh, Is there a reason why you've seen it that much? You're just. I trying to. Yeah, like uh, I, I don't know. It's like that's my that's one of my go to sleep movies. Like uh, the two things, if that's I'm cool. if I'm like napping on the weekend, right? I will, I'll generally put on like uh, old Star Trek on Netflix and let it run, and then I'll mm -hmm. sleep for a couple hours while you know Kirk bites aliens or whatever. Um, but if I actually want to pay attention to what I'm watching, but I don't, I'm just sort of zoning. And uh, you know, <laughs> Jason, Jason's on the ball, man. He says Black Hat took a back seat. Now I wouldn't go that far. I also love Black Hat, uh, but uh, Miami Vice's roots a particular particular groove with my like uh, sensibility. Like that movie is a. I wouldn't want to say it's like an emotional screensaver for me, but that's basically what it serves. Thank like, you, Lily. Yeah, it, it allows <laughs> me emotional. to. <laughs> it puts me in the right space and it lets me think about movies and how movies work and uh and it's interspersed with um crazy photography beautiful violence and colin farrell and jamie fox that's all i really need there you go. oh and 
taking a, a Japanese uh, uh, cooking classes, and she made some miso soup for me, vegetable miso soup. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Hello to Lily. We would love to have her back on the show. Yes. Hello. Yes. And uh, if especially if she what? brings us all miso soup. Uh, Dave uh, look, uh, has told us what uh, sack means when I said, uh, patch me through your sack. It's S-A-C is a special agent in command. So now I know. Patch me through to your special agent in command. AKA yeah. sack. <laughs> right. That is soothing. It's as soothing as a uh, hot stone rub when I think about that. This thing, it's amazing. Hot stone. <laughs> so, speaking of things that we watch, you know, you watch over and over again, we've gotten to the point now where we've seen Frasier so much in this house that we can pretty much recite everyone in the family it's a, can recite it's a mood right it's like every a, it's line a, of every episode we know like yeah brady has created like uh a, he started creating a trivia game from fraser and i said this is awesome the problem is we can all answer all these questions like you know you know what who was bb what's bb glazer's favorite restaurant right like oh, we man, know wow. all of these things like there's, all there's... of these information so I'm wondering how do we bring this this to uh, a bigger audience? Like how do we like I think about going on Twitter? Like yeah, um, but I decided yeah. now to like you know when I, I take a break at lunch and Brady and I have lunch at about the same time because that's about the same time that he has a break at school, and we'll watch a TV show while we're having lunch. And I decided not to watch Frasier anymore at lunch, but I'm getting him into Curb Your Enthusiasm. No, that's a funny show. That's a good. Show. <laughs> Which show. he yeah. finds very painful <laughs> it's, it's because of its TV, uncomfortable that's, nature to yeah, it. And harsh. he's like, ah, oh, it's so painful. It's so painful. And then Pure he laughs so much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's all show. about that. Yeah. Larry David. Yeah. I'm definitely down for that. Yep. 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 I'm into the cringe. I know. It's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. So at which point we're in, we're in the season now where he's with uh, Ben Stiller. And so Karen and I decided uh, maybe it's time that he watch uh, 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 um, uh, what's the one where meet the parents. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course. Meet the yeah. Parts, yeah. Classic, yeah. classic, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, um, speaking of excellent cringe TV, and speaking of HBO, I have been catching up on all of my unseen Alan Partridge. If you want to see good cringe, boy. Oh right, wow. Alan Partridge is pretty good up there. That yeah. is some brilliant, brilliant yeah. stuff. Holy smokes! Yeah, that, like there's some stuff on that where you just feel like you've you've fallen into uh, uh you've fallen through the ice. Like you're just right. like, please, please no. <laughs> it's uh, it's absolutely hysterical. Plus, I have a giant crush on Steve Coogan. I'm just gonna say it on the air. Mm-hmm. Steve, if you're a fan. Don't never never come on the show because I will only embarrass myself. That's all I can tell you. Hey, by the way, when does Dune come out? What's that? End of, Dune? End of next year? End of this year, I mean? End of this year. It uh, seems like it's going to be out in theaters and also as a um HBO uh, HBO debut, just like Wonder Woman. Um, which I which I'm okay with. You know, I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm gonna try to see the in a theater if it's safe to see it in the theater, and then go home and watch it again immediately. So I'm I'm definitely for it. That's great. Uh, but I'm I'm there. I don't think there's any movie that I'm looking forward to as much as that. And I don't think there has been a movie that I've looked forward to as much as that for decades. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. That is the that's the big one for me for sure. In fact, I just rewatched Lynch's Dune. There is a um I but I tweeted about it. If you go back through our tweets, there is a um um 
there's a three hour fan edit of you David sent that Richard's out. Doom. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I was, it's really, really good. It's really good. Like it's made up of like whoever cut this thing together, essentially dug up every single bit of extra footage that was ever broadcast as part of, you know, uh, extras or part of a thing from entertainment tonight or whatever the hell it is. So the quality of the footage goes up and down all over the place, mm-hmm. but you can really see that Lynch was making a good movie. Like, like this thing was going to work. Yeah. And, uh, and like, if you can forgive like the obviously, you know, uh, stark qualitative changes uh, of the footage and the sound, like you can see like this, this is actually a, a an excellent, excellent David, David Lynch film and a really weird science fiction film. And then to the point where I was like, at the end, it was, it was a kind of emotional movie, which had never, I've seen the movie a million times. So I've never been mm-hmm. emotional about it. And uh, it really, really pulls it all together. It's really quite, Oh yeah. In fact, uh, yeah, Dave, just Dave 3d guy just put it up in the, uh, in the, in the chat stream. I totally recommend it. It, it. it fixes a lot of the problems with the original that were forced upon it by um, Dino De Laurentiis, who, um, who did produce a lot of great art film, like um, uh, Eight and a Half and stuff like that. I think he did Eight and a Half. Um, or Flea I and just saw one of, he did Death Wish. Yeah, I believe so. And they were like, uh, by the yeah, end, De Laurentiis was basically making like Golan Globus style trash. You know, oh, yeah. and making, and I worked in. for his daughter. Oh, nice. Sky Captain. Sky yeah. Captain. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, like he clearly wanted Dune to be some kind of new Star Wars. I'm just like, you're in the even if it weren't being directed by David Lynch, you already have trouble. Dune is not manageable like that. Um, but in that, you're that David Lynch also brings in like Star Wars. Oh, yeah, dude, he wanted to make Star Wars out of Flash Gordon, and that's why Flash Gordon happened the way it did. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah exactly. He was looking for his big payday, and it just never came because he kept on choosing artists to make spectacular science fiction films and just didn't work. Now, David Lynch comes in and it's like, Oh, you. So, uh, what if there's a giant uh, uh, smoking train slash uh, 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 aquarium in which the eraser head baby has grown to the size of a bus and has a vagina for a face that spews smoke? And they're like, "Great, this is gonna be the new Star Wars." <laughs> like, right? What are you thinking? No, <laughs> this is not gonna happen like that. It's not gonna happen like that. I but saw I a video. Like I saw a video today about a guy who's like into skateboard culture, and he's doing an interview with uh, with Werner Herzog. Oh, I just talking saw about. This. Did he see? See it? That's great. It's great. It's great. It's really good. Yeah, it's Herzog really good. is so, he's so he's so open to this experience. It's oh like, yeah. Yeah, he's like he. Well, he's also like, realizes he's a parody, right? You know, he's a yeah. par- like everyone's gonna like. Okay, he's I'm just a caricature, and people are going to capitalize on my caricature in some way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah well, the thing is, I mean, like he, like he, do, he loves this, like because. Uh, yeah, know, I like he, the way he bullshits David Blaine's. Like that's not, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, God, he, like he really slams him hard. Yeah, he's just totally slams him. Yeah, yeah, he's just like. Really? They, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because he basically says like because David Blaine is just doing it for his ego instead of for the experience. <laughs> just like right. he's, he's like he's like he's like the, the, the <laughs> skateboarders are failing over and over again because they want to succeed and it's for their own enjoyment. David Blaine just wants attention like a small <laughs> child. Exactly. Oh, wow. David Blaine is a fucking asshole. <laughs> no, but it's like, like Herzog knows that uh, by playing into his uh, his media role right now, like he's getting a lot 
more people to watch Herzog films, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Right. And there's, there's, there are a few things physically healthier for a human to do than watch Werner Herzog films. So I totally right. agree with this. Although I still love uh, Paul F. Tompkins doing Werner Herzog, writing a review of Trader Joe's on <laughs> Trader <Hyper> Joe's. <laughs> 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 the parking lot is hell or whatever. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's too- <laughs> <laughs> Yep. That's yeah, I will. Fun. I will. I will post that on uh, the on on the Twitter uh, for people that want to see it. That would, that really cracked me up. Yeah, it's really good. It's well, good. I'm glad you guys uh, like that film. Amazing. Yeah, I'm glad you guys like it. It's it's definitely a, a watcher and a rewatcher. Um, it is not. Uh, it is not a. Uh, uh, what was the movie we were talking about? Uh, Irreversible. Yes. Uh, right. Uh, it is not. It is more, it's, it's more insidious than irreversible, but it's much more yes. enjoyable than. It is it, even though it's got uncomfortable subjects. It's not as uncomfortable to watch as, let's say, Bad Boy Bubby. Right. Uh, right. So, uh, but it is. It is. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yes. I enjoy it. Uh, I, I'm really glad. Thank you, McMonkey Man, for uh, giving us going places on Canopy. So I will. Yeah, I, if you get if you like this movie, we don't have to do a thing on going places unless you guys, I, I, Eric and Dan, please do me a favor and watch it because I, if you like this movie, I really think it. you should watch the next one. Yeah. If you sure. guys think we need to do another episode on going places, I'm up for yeah. it. But uh, but I, I my feeling is you don't need to. I would just it's just a recommendation of another film to watch if you like this film. Yeah, no, it'd be a great touchstone to have that yeah. in the back. So, so I like when you say touchstone, by the way, Dan. Touchdown. Yeah. It's, it's a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it sounds very fancy. The way you said right. it's good. It's, yeah, it's just like the old uh, Disney. Uh, it's, a it's a touchdown. Yeah. No, we do stone. have we do have some really great uh, uh, ideas of of movies that we uh, are going to put out there, and we're going to try to get better at <laughs> uh, actually. Uh, uh, posting things in advance before people uh, uh yes we, we get slowly better this week because we got a little bit more organized right and, uh, and we're going to continue to try better. to continue to get better so what we really need to do and we would love it and if you guys are on chat and you have an idea right now let us know we need an advice because i think next week i'd like to do a watch party so for watch parties here's the here are the requirements oh Most i can't be there know. next week it's my daughter's okay. birthday okay oh okay no sweat, no sweat. All right. But, um, like, uh, but, but there, basically, know, it's got to be on Amazon Prime, and it's got to be a movie that we can talk over. <laughs> yeah, it's not necessarily intellectually uh, a very uh, demanding. Shall yeah. We say. So the way we describe there is like it can be a it can be a, a more serious movie if it's something that everyone's seen a billion times. More serious meaning like Die Hard. Right. <laughs> you know right. um, that uh, you're not going to be missing anything by us talking over it. Uh, something ex- extremely. Uh, silly and frivolous, like say Flash Gordon, where it doesn't matter if we talk over it, right, or um, Evil Dead, <laughs> or Evil or Evil Dead, exactly. Um, and the things, the stuff that we're shying away from is, you know, the Schindler's List, uh, right? Uh, kind Tinker kind Taylor of Soldier Spy, Tinker Taylor Soldier <laughs> Spy, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, but they're they're relatively obvious choices. Definitely check out uh, Amazon Prime's um, and not the non-rentable free with Prime ones are the ones we yes. want. And uh, they actually have a fairly deep backlog of some very strange, very strange movies. And the one they keep pushing for is Burt Reynolds in Gator. And I hope we take advantage I of that. I got it. So. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, well, if we're, Eric, we're going to also, if there's a movie that you say, oh, no, I want to talk about that, then we won't be playing that movie. We'll save it for you. We'll be kind for you. Don't worry. Uh, and for, oh, no, and for, it's fine. 
And uh, for our regular uh, podcast, I wanted I want to remember online or remember on air that uh, uh, Dave Three D had uh, uh, suggested to me uh, that we do a double feature of uh, American Graffiti and um, uh, and uh, the Last Picture Show, which I thought okay, was yeah, uh, excellent. I'm, I'm writing it down in, a, in, our, in, our, in our Slack right now. That's a very smart combination right there. And yes, uh, that's lethal. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a hard that's a yeah, I think like Dave three D was just like, yeah, one's nostalgic pain and one's like actual pain. Three <laughs> yeah, D that was genius. I'm yeah. I'm it's a very good call. Cuts like a knife. Yep. Yeah, right. American graffiti last picture show. So we'll, okay, we'll try to so put that, put on that in our in our in our Slack yeah. as well. Yep. And it that's feels so right. <laughs> it's a nice one. Uh, we do have a couple other uh, suggestions, just so people know out there. One of the other ones I thought would be interesting is Jojo Rabbit, especially in light of people yes. who lost the Trump election. I thought that would be a very appropriate. Uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the QAnon people. The QAnon, Jojo people. QAnon, QAnon, everyone from QAnon should watch Jojo Rabbit right now. Oh, God. So they can have a little bit of in- in- empathy. Uh, yeah. I, I, I hope that someday uh, someone makes a horror movie about QAnon uh, in the same vein of um, uh, Bill Paxton's horror movie that he directed. What was that called? Dave, Dave 3D knows the one that I'm talking about. Um, with the uh, Bill Paxton is the uh, religious dad who's raising the sons, and uh, oh, frailty. Yes, we need the like the truly horrifying QAnon movie would be fra- the would be frailty of QAnon. Anyone see frailty? I won't give away the ending. That's that's what we need. That we need the QAnon version of that. <laughs> horrifying. Yeah. That would be more horrifying than frailty. And frailty is a horrifying movie. We also have Cercle Rouge, uh, mm-hmm. Le yep. Samurai. We get we have a combination of Get Carter and the Limey. Oh yeah, good stuff. So that's also in a suggestion box. Buffalo sixty six. I also yep. put out the uh, the the Outsiders and Rumblefish. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a, a whole bunch of. <laughs> we I think we figured out quickly that there's actually many more stages to the Woody Allen films that we need to discuss. Oh, there's like seven. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So we have mention, to... I don't know if I mentioned it on air. I watched uh, Rainy Day in New York, which is yeah. the latest one that's available anyway, uh, and I liked it. I thought it was actually a pretty good movie. It's a little stumbly, but it's closer to a, being a good movie than he's been in probably about fifteen years. Okay. Uh, ah. So I, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, it's you can see it on Amazon. You can rent it on Amazon. Um, Chalamet is pretty good. Um, there's a I think there's there's one there's sort of a surprise appearance by an actor that I really like named Cherry Jones, who she really brings the movie together and lands lands the movie in the, and like in the finale and it and it really helps. Um, but it's it was it's pretty good. I mean, obviously, I'm saying this if you're not. You know, uh, offended by the idea of watching anything by Woody Allen, then I suggest this movie because it's a good, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, if you're following Allen's career, if you're offended by Woody Allen or anything to do with him, then I, I take it back. But we will be doing more Woody Allen retrospective stuff anyway uh, of his yeah. much, much, much greater stuff. Well, we also got, and it, we, you know, we, 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 this is obviously an ongoing discussion, especially for those who guys who listen to this podcast a lot. But it's also, you know, dealing with. Uh, uh, artists and whose lifestyle we don't necessarily agree with, but right. uh, the art, separating the art from the yeah. artist, or or people that are actual criminals, like right. you know, at the very least, like Roman Polanski, like Roman Polanski. <laughs> I still, still think like Roman Polanski films; some of them are brilliant, and yeah. so we shouldn't you know, no ignore that. that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, it should be confronted rather than run from. That's definitely our position on that. You know, it's uh, interesting. They they did a they uh, on. Uh, <laughs> 
We've been watching Scrubs as well lately. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> Love Scrubs. Uh, and Scrubs is funny, but there was a scene where uh, what's her what's on, having a, having having a baby, mm. and uh, and they play the Rosemary's Baby soundtrack. Uh, nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was that was for quite some time. That was a damn good show. And also, like uh, the if anyone, if anyone doubts man Scrubs, watch the episode of, of Scrubs with uh, Brandon and uh, Brandon. Oh, what's his name? Not Brandon Gleason, rather. Uh, Brandon uh, Fraser. Brandon, Brandon Fraser. Yeah, he is magnificent. Magnificent yeah. on that show. Um, oh, and the one thing else I want to drop in, I recommend, I just watched um, The Godfather um, 3. The Godfather 3 recut. Yeah. Um, and it's not bad. It's a much, much better movie than it used to be. Like, way better movie. And Sofia Coppola is actually pretty good at it now. Um, so, it's, I wouldn't, it's not anywhere near the level of Godfather 1 or 2. What worth worth the three bucks? I'll say worth. Who we cut it? A couple of himself, and I would say like it's like, it's it's clumsy. Like it just still doesn't work, but like there's nothing really embarrassing in it, and there's some actually really good stuff in it. So I, I want to throw that. It's 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 on par with his re-edit of um, uh, Cotton Club, which was very good, um, and way better than his second re-edit of Apocalypse Now which he should stop fucking with. The first cut is the only good, that's the great movie. And then he's, he's only made the movie worse twice. <laughs> so he right. leave that one alone. But Godfather three definitely needed a little help. And that was worthwhile. That's my, wow. that's my wreck, wreck of the week. Uh, I've been Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Oh, Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek is so you. It's just perfect for you. Honestly, <laughs> really? just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love it. I love it. I've, I've definitely recommended show. a million times. I want to, I definitely want to check it out. And I can't believe that's his actual son too, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's just I love all the characters, man. It's just so great, and yeah. uh, really, I'm just plowing through it. I just like it was one of those things where I saw the first, I saw the pilot. I was like, nah. But then, what was it like two weeks ago? It was just like I just started on two, the next one, and I was like, oh my god, this is great. So. It's it's really good. It's fun. It's yeah, fun. I gotta catch up on that one. That that sounds good. Yeah, I, I'm now I'm in cleanup mode on all the series that I was sort of half finished with, and I'm Twilight. I'm to... Twilight, Twilight is Sarah Levy. So Twilight, who is Twilight? She's the she's the waitress, isn't she? The waitress? Yeah, that's his that daughter. Is, his daughter. God, I gotta <laughs> see the show. The whole Eugene Levy clan. My God. Yeah. Well, the thing that like him and his son definitely look like because they have the same crazy eyebrows as well, which is <laughs> the Mentat eyebrows. Yeah. 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 They do. Yeah. Yep. They, they they look like a uh, uh, Groucho Marx, but you know Groucho Marx paints them in to look like that. These are real. <laughs> They're actual. They're both. <laughs> actual. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I want to I, I want to throw it out there again just to you two guys because I got a discussion uh, on Twitter about this. I don't think we met Jason. May have, I think we might have been with Jason. Um, that I really, at some point, want to do a crescendo episode of uh, of our watch party, and uh, at least do the uh, the first and last two Twilight movies in a run, because I promise you that will be the funniest Martini Giant will ever be. <laughs> as a watch party, as a watch party, as a watch party, it would be the purest gold we could possibly spin. Maybe There's that's so the much. only way I'm going to be able to watch the Twilight films is as a watch party. So, oh my first? God. No, I've I, never seen any of these. I've never I seen have, any of them. 
Oh my god, you guys! I, like, I would recommend seeing all of them because uh, it, it, it's it's I don't overwhelming. Have that kind of time to waste. It's life. it is. It would yeah. be. I'm just saying these movies. <laughs> I have to say that these movies are ridiculously enjoyable and the, they become more enjoyable the less sense they make. And when they hit the last two movies, especially the last movie, you're going to think you're watching a, a Yodorowsky movie. Like it makes so little sense. It's absolutely stunning. And I, I promise you it's worth the time. If we ever do a, a real capper on our, our watch party, we should at least do the, that last film. That last film was just dynamite. Unbelievable. All right. Well, I'll consider it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> to you. I'll consider it. <laughs> it's like, have you guys ever watched, have you guys ever watched, I think it's on Netflix, uh, uh, Lady Dynamite? No, no I'm not. Oh, you guys got to watch Lady Dynamite. It's Maria Bamford. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, no, I do want to see this. Yeah, it is. it is, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, definitely likes it. Yeah, she is. Oh, she yeah. is so good. So she she lives in the Valley. She lives here. Um, and she she often would, would does shows at um, – uh, at our comedy club, which we don't have anymore, but now they're doing uh, the the comedy club that we go to d- uh, down in, in Burbank. They, they go actually, out of business. They didn't go out of business. They just don't have. They're just closed. They're, for the pandemic. they're just closed for because of the pandemic. But uh, they've been uh, sustaining themselves. They've been doing comedy shows on Zoom. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That's great. It actually seems to be working, so it's interesting. But yeah, La- Lady Dynamite is white crazy. You have to realize, like, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of sadness to it because she's clearly, uh, 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 yeah, she does zoom shows. Yeah. That, that's, that's the thing that that's part of uh, flappers, which is the, the, the place that she does it. But, um, she, she suffers from severe uh, mental illness. She's on a lot of medication for her mental health. Uh, mm. and, and, uh, she, you know, she's open about it. So part of it is very sad, because you realize all those things, but part of it is she is making fun or levity of it. So it's, it's a little bit like, um, oh, what was the, the Louis show? You remember Louis CK show? Oh yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. yeah. 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 So it's, it's a little bit like that where like, Oh, this is very sad about your, you know, depressing life, but at the yeah. same time you're laughing about it. Yeah. It's all about her mental illness. And like on the, on, in her standup, she, she has the, the, the handshakes, right? Her handshakes. And she looks like she's gone a little crazy. And she goes, you oh. may be, be a little uncomfortable with my handshakes, but that's because I'm on so much medication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just like, Whoa. And you feel really uncomfortable, but then she makes it, you know, really funny. Yeah. That sounds so, good. Lady yeah, I highly recommend watch uh, watch uh, Lady Dynamite. And the other thing that's crazy is that she does different personalities of because she seems to have like this multiple personality thing going on in the show, mm-hmm. and she's completely transforms herself. Like oh, it's wow. like a wow. different person. Like right. holy crap! Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. We like this. Yeah. So 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 I would supplement. I would and and McMuggy Man can agree with me. <laughs> Supplement your your supplement your 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 okay. your Shit's Creek with uh, some Lady Dynamite. Just put it, throw it in there every now and then. I'm gonna, I'm going to actually throw in an un, uh, uh, unsolicited Dazzler's Revenge. Dazzler's Revenge. I'm going to so, so, throw in an Dazzler's unsolicited Revenge. That that's been an ongoing joke. To, can, tell them the joke. Where does this come from, Eric? Dazzler's Revenge. I think what I did is I sent you an email, and I made a poster for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I, I sent an email to Chris because I like to annoy. Was him. It Eric? So it's when Eric joked that just goes on and on and keeps going. And it's hilarious. It was like, guy. okay, so I'm looking forward to Saturday's movie, Dazzler's Revenge, with you know, and a whole list of fake names that I do. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I sent you a poster. Yeah. Poster of it. And the poster and, uh, was was not was was uh, a POV shot. Of a lady with her legs in the stirrups, <laughs> and a Good guy stuff. and a and a creepy doctor doctor looking at her. <laughs> I wonder That's if I right. can put uh, pictures in the chat. I don't think you can put pictures. In I don't chat. think you can, I'm not especially not that shot. <laughs> yeah, that's... No, 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 that wasn't the one. The Dazzler's Revenge was the fake. Poster. Oh, the other one, the poster poster. Yes, yes, yes. That one was good. But I, I, I but I did it just to annoy you because. You picked the movie for for tonight, and it wasn't Dazzler's Revenge. So no. I was just playing that. Is it re re this is what you do. This is what you always do. Yeah. And George Hillcrest. I totally made it up. Yep. Danger comes in many shapes. Yes. Dazzler's yeah, you, Revenge. Dazzler's Revenge. And I thought you would respond like, no, you don't read the emails, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what I normally do. Because that's what I normally do. It's like, Eric, no, we're not doing that. No, because no, sometimes no, you'll scrub. I just worry. Sometimes you'll scrub it. It's like, I don't know if he's joking or if he's not doing it. So I'll just pretend that he's don't not scrub. joking just in case he scrubs it. It scrubs it, baby. So yeah. we might be getting scrubs it um, merchandise. That would be lovely. Yes, Scruggs it, Scruggs it merchandise. That's that's a that's a T-shirt that's gonna people are gonna say, what does Scruggs it mean? So you see, it's a conversation starter. What we're offering you is a conversation starter as a shirt. <laughs> that's right, or possibly as a coffee mug. I would also like this. I'm just saying, Scruggs it. <laughs> if I had any say, that's what I would find most useful. It would actually be a great coffee mug, by the way. That's a good. Yeah. Goal. It would be. Hey man, I've I've been watching like what the uh, Good Mythical Morning guys do with their stuff, and they have like coffee mugs that change with the heat and change into a different yeah. design once you pour that. I'm, I think we need to get to that level. That's that's right. the new that's the new sweetness right there. That's that's my uh, that's my internal goal. <laughs> Jason says, if not Gina Davis POV giving birth to a giant maggot, I believe it's oh. Gina Davis. <laughs> oh, nice, lovely. Thanks, thanks very much. That is ref. We had, a, we uh, had. A, okay, I got to tell you this. This is a story. So there was a, a one point back at at, at uh, Chaos Group when we were still had booths at SIGGRAPH, or, or when companies still had booths at SIGGRAPH. We had a big booth, and we decided we were gonna have shirts for everyone that was going to be, you know, of the company, you know, the companies all have their own shirts and we were going to make, they were black shirts with like the mechanic bat, you know, like embroidered thing that your name on it kind of here, you know what I'm talking about? Right. And so they yeah. were kind of cool shirts. They were nice shirts and almost looked like a bowling shirt, a little bit kind of thing. And they had their badge. And so you had, you know, had, a, had the, had the, the V-Ray logo, like the V logo, and then it had your name, right? And so one of the our marketing director at the time, her name was Gina. And if you looked at her badge, it had a V and then Gina. So it just read Vagina. <laughs> that is lovely. Yes. Beautiful. I'm gonna just contact HR right now. Yeah. Is there yeah, is there an HR for uh Martinez Jen? This is awkward. No, you know, like I, I want to throw in my other favorite shirt that I ever saw in relation to visual effects is uh, whoever had printed up the um, digital domain shirts um, that had the uh, anagram that digital domain spells, uh, which is I'm a giant dildo. <laughs> but it was done in the digital domain font. 
if you worked at Digital Demand, that was literally the funniest thing you'd possibly well, see. I don't remember that shirt. Oh god, that was incredible. I couldn't even I like I, I couldn't even believe it was real. I was like, it doesn't no, that can't be. It can't be true. And then you do the uh you do the spelling. You can break up the scrabble letters and you find out I'm a giant I'm a giant dildo is actually an anagram for digital demand, which again, if you work there, is very funny. Oh, so you take all the letters of digital demand and you order them as I'm a giant dildo. I'm a giant dildo. There it is. So there, there. We landed on the most offensive thing we can, the most offensive thing we've shown. Really? In Martijan. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily the most offensive thing. <laughs> we're a clean show. We're a clean no, we're show. No, yeah, but we, we wish we were. It's true. But, we're, but that was good. Okay, well, this has been great, guys. Thank you so much for indulging me in some French films. Um, and uh, we will we'll continue. I miss, just, We're going to do a watch party next week. Uh, it'll probably just be Dan and I. But that's okay. And then we will pick up where we left off with our suggestions. Uh, maybe even uh, American Graffiti and Last Picture Show sounds like a good that's idea. That's so true. we can do that. Uh, it's either that or get Carter and the Limey, I think, would be another good one. Too. We can do all, that. all excellent choices, whatever we land on. Yeah, so, just give me a heads up on that. Um, I'll yeah. get new materials out. Okay. That sounds great. That we will definitely do. When Mike Bingham says my child, my child listens to this show. Well, that's yeah, we not got, our fault. <laughs> his child also watches James Con in Thief. So I'm just gonna say, right. probably Jimmy Con. Hey, Jimmy Con. Jimmy Con. And end of tweet. <laughs> end of tweet. That's like yeah. Jimmy Con, fan of the show, fan of Martini Giant. I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, especially when our rollerball episode comes out, we better we better include him on every. That's right. right. Jimmy the Dream. That's right. Rated French 14. What does that mean? Rated French 14? <laughs> I don't know. That that's, like... that's like NC-17 <laughs> everywhere else in the world. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's a French 14, so you have to be careful. NC-17, <laughs> i.e. French 14. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Deep <laughs> oh, throat, i.e., French 14. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the green door. Uh, Behind the green does. door, yes. Uh, That's awesome a good one. <laughs> that would be a if Behind the green door, if we could do that as a watch party. That's that a watch party. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. That's the next one. <laughs> if we can just do, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to follow that joke. I think that's a great joke. Just we'll, just say, we'll just leave it at that. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. You know All right. All right. So well, thanks so much, guys. I'm glad you enjoyed this movie. Uh, uh, again, it is available on Amazon. Not, unfortunately, not a prime thing. It is a rental, but I still think it is a fun movie. It's worth the money. It's yep. worth, the, worth the money. And if you can get the deal that I got for five dollars, get it because you'll probably want to watch it again. Yeah, no doubt. About that. If you get the nine dollar deal, email me. <laughs> and, and gonna, so I can get a class action suit going. So. Um, <laughs> It's but true. here's the thing i'll put out a thing for all the merchandise and uh, ideas did you you guys should at least give me some ideas on picking yeah if you guys and, and listeners if you guys have ideas of things like hey you know what i'd like a martini giant martini glass or whatever like let's we'll try to figure that out what because, about like a martini giant pillbox pillbox that's it perfect yeah that's it oh my god <laughs> yeah that's it. Yeah, so I think we're going to. We're Friday. actually going through. We're we're actually going to open. I think it's threadless, right? Is that what we're looking at? Right yes. Now? So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so we already have something on threadless, and we'll start sharing it. And then, um, yeah. I can. I have the templates for everything, and I've just been setting up some. Basically, I think masks would be the good one to start. Masks would be good, but there's also like the, you make so many awesome 
pictures of us in movies that are hilarious. And uh, about we can do those as, as prints if people want to do prints of those. So if, if you guys listen to this, like, you know what I want? And those are pretty cheap to buy and to make through, through that, through, through Threadless. Uh, so if you guys have your favorite, uh, like martini giant image that Eric has done, let us know which ones those are, because that would be really great for us to have as reference to put on the store for you guys. And we'll make t-shirts out of them or whatever you guys want. We'll put them up there available for, for, the, for do that. Uh, <laughs> and Chris's attorney will deal with all these studios. Uh, yeah. Copy wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's forget forget yeah. copyright. Let's copy wrong. Listen, if we get popular <laughs> enough that we have copyright problems, then that's what my goal is. I want to be so popular that now we're going to get my attorney, copyright. Robert Prestige, to. Uh, that's right. Oh, Bobby Prestige. Yeah. 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 Press. He's great. That guy. Yeah. Prestige and Prestige in Beverly Hills. So. Yeah. No, they're so good. Well, I got a question about that. You know, so, so here's the thing, right? You know, you've heard these stories about like Disney that comes down on people for like, uh, uh, you know, putting Winnie the Pooh on a gravestone. You know, you've heard all these stories, right? right? Yes. Right. And then I go to like, I live in LA and, and, and I go to like, there's street fairs that happen or art fairs that happen on streets. Right. And people have like, oh, I'm an artist and I'm selling my you know jewelry or pottery or whatever else they're doing and then there's all these you know illustrators and people and they're creating art that is based on star wars and all this stuff sure, right? right isn't that technically wrong the volume yeah it's about the, it's volume. the volume right I mean, I, I, hey man, I've, I've, I'm 25 episodes deep into a Zardoz show, so I'm just, I'm just hoping it gets by on parody. <laughs> parody right. is the only, is the only way out. I think that's it. I think that's right. And I think that's what we can do. We could, I mean, the fact that we're yeah, in, is in the movies, we are definitely parody. <laughs> right. yeah. Like that's the fair parody is parody is okay. Uh, as, as long fair as it's use. really, really yeah. clear. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, protected speech. That's true. Okay, so oh, you know, and Bernie, uh, Bernie, we, you know, Bernie's on everything right now, which is awesome. Uh, well, it's great that Bernie, like, he apparently uh, uh, now sells that as like a a shirt, and all all of the money goes to like Meals on Wheels in Vermont. Yeah, like, right on, Bernie. Well done. Yeah, and it, wow. and, and uh, not only that, but apparently the woman who made him the mittens. Mm-hmm. She's apparently been getting the phone's been off the hook. Everyone wants her to make me. It's like I'm a school teacher. I don't have time to make mittens for all of America. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> good. mittens for America. So, uh, but someone said that there's actually a, a a Bernie 3D file that's on the on the Thingiverse, so you can 3D print little Bernies. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Really? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's hysterical. I have to my find desk. that. Yep. I'll put that right next to my. Hey, well, this is I can, speaking of Zardoz. I have a 3D printed Zardoz head. Nice, right, right here. Look at that. Yeah. So, didn't I give that to you? I made that, didn't I? That, yeah, this is yeah, this is it. Yeah, I, yeah. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> yes. Happy little Zardoz. Yep. Happy little Zardoz keeps in company. There you this go. Dark little room. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there, that is. Uh, how much does it cost to like load up that three D printer with uh, with its printing stuff, whatever it is? Uh, you can get a kilo of of uh, of printable material for like twenty bucks. That's a lot. Oh, really? Oh man, because yeah. I tell you, I could I would use a lot of Zardoz heads. These are pretty. This is like the thing this is, is my favorite stress the, ball. The thing that is less <laughs> the material. The material cost is not that bad. It's the time it takes to print. So that right. Zardoz head probably took like six hours to print. Something like sure. That. sure, at least. 
this is this thing is this, i usually uh, do it i set it up as like okay what am i going to print and then i print it overnight it's like a rendering overnight thing yeah, yeah this is yeah this this thing is like my number this is pretty much at this point my number one uh stress relief mechanism the texture uh, of this thing, everything yeah. is, is just wonderful. <laughs> and I think that uh, if we could uh, if we could sell something similar for Martini Giant, we obviously can't sell to Zardoz, but uh, something like that, it'd be pretty great. Something like Martini Giant Stress Ball, I would definitely go for that. Right. Right, right, right. There's ways to make these things happen. Zardoz, Zardoz Ball. Zardoz Stress Ball. Uh, dude, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. I wonder okay. if we could do that. I think so. I don't see why not. Can't you get out uh, now? The tip top of what we could possibly experience is pop figures of all of us. <laughs> like this is what we really need. Oh, we're yeah. talking. Well, 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 Jason was just saying uh, a Bernie Funko Pop would be yeah. a big deal. But if we did Martini Giant Funko Pops, Martini that Giant would be that, that sounds like very to. expensive for us. I, I think that no, we'll like they'll they'll come to us if we get popular enough, and we'll get popular right. enough if you guys will uh, do us the favor of. Uh, let's see, that's a segue. Where we can talk about, please, please mention to your friends and say on Facebook that you enjoy the show and send a link. You know what I'm going to do? Here's what we can do is we can send pictures of us and mm -hmm. see if we can find. I know we all know some really good ZBrush sculptors out there that yeah, can right. do like quicko, you know, caricature sculptures of us as Funko Pops. And then I'll 3D print them all. Right. Oh that? God, that'd be that'd be a good deal. That'd be so good. that is a challenge. So that gives me a challenge. I'm going to go out there. I was like, okay, let me let me see if I can find some. I have, I'm, not a I'm not a character can, character model. I have Are a program. You? It's um character um real illusions character uh, thing. You put pictures in. You can mold it out of there. Uh, I'll send you some links, Chris. Okay. Well, what if I can try it with one of my try programs. it with try it with one if, of us. If the result it, is to go to a, the little toy, you can do it. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. That's fine. Let's I say. see. Let's see if we can figure this out on our own. Yeah, I right. love this plan. Yeah. And also, just, uh, if you make it, if you make it, Eric, just make sure it's like watertight so I can print it. Yeah. Well, I'll show you before. Yeah. Um, and it's basically just going to become a doll. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think, okay. that's, I think that's very good. And these they, these will get so popular that we'll be actually contacted by Funka. That's a that's the big goal. That's a big goal. Yeah. But if yeah. you have any further ideas uh, out there in Chatland or anyone who's listening to us of uh, stuff you want us to uh, discuss like or watch or have made yeah. into toys, then uh, you can uh, you can reach us at the following. Oh, look at yeah, that. Exactly. See, exactly, exactly like this. Exactly like that. Yep. Uh, yeah. You can reach us at uh, at Martini cool Giant uh, mm. at Martini Giant at Twitter yep. uh, dot com. You can reach us on Instagram at Martini underscore Giant. Uh, you can uh, reach us on Facebook at uh, Facebook slash uh, Martini Giant, and mm -hmm. you can email us at um, at uh, podcast at martinigiant com. So uh, please let us know the things that you want us to see um, that uh, or or to uh, bring up as uh, watch parties. Anything we can add to the list would be really helpful. And if you guys can uh, put us up on social media, if you like any of our particular shows repost them and get us out there and uh we'd be hugely hugely grateful for it because uh we've been slowly growing but it'd be great to uh now that we've hit twitch we want to try to expand as much as we can yeah 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 but obviously you know the, the ever since we've moved to 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 uh uh to twitch it's been a lot of fun having our 
uh, uh, you know, you guys on followers, Bob, yeah. yeah, followers and, 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 and contributors on the chat. It just makes it a lot of fun. So thank you guys so much for joining us on every Saturday Absolutely. for, for, uh, three hours of your time. And I'm sorry. I'm seeing you guys next week. Yeah. But if I can jump in later, I will jump in later. If you That's make great. it five hours, then I can jump in. No. <laughs> <laughs> we will, we're going to watch Burt Reynolds Gator twice. That would yeah. be, that's how we're going to back to back. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. It's going to be Inception. No, not Inception. Tenet, but Gator. What is, what is Gator? Tenet, Gator. Why don't they cut the two together? <laughs> it, it makes so much sense in reverse. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Smoking the Bandit and, uh, and the Tenet. tenet. <laughs> yeah, Smokey and the Tenant. <laughs> or Tenant. Tenant. <laughs> we can do a Roman Polanski's The Tenant and Tenant. Uh, really disturbing. That would be Roman. great to intercut those two. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It would make about as much sense. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you guys ready? Let's yes. Uh, hold on. Okay. Ready? All right. Drink. Talk. Drink. Drink.